Today's podcast is sponsored by First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd to the 28th. Go to factphilly.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It was pretty crazy coming in or right before I left for work. I mean, it was a complete downpour. Fortunately, it got a little bit better as I drove in, but it was bad. It was really weird because I would, uh, it, it was really heavy, and then I'd drive for about a half mile. It would yeah. lighten up, and then about a half mile later, it would hit again. Yeah, I saw the it moon at one point. Like heavy it, pockets. Yeah. yeah. So it's been the nature of this whole week is that there are long periods where it's fine, and then you'd see it. I actually saw a, a storm in the Rise and raining mm-hmm, mm-hmm. pass right by yeah. where I was with nothing happening. With no rain. So, I had no yeah. rain on my way in. None. Is that wild? No rain. Is that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. So so that's been the sort of the uh, modus operandi of this uh, particular front. I'll tell you what, though, the flowers look gorgeous. Yeah. (laughs) I tell you what, man. And but not only that, I was I was going. This is just just typical homeowner stuff. I was walking through my backyard yesterday, and there was a weed that was above my waist. What? Yeah. And I'm like, where the hell did that come from? Yeah. yeah. It's just it grew up out of a plant, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, so yes, the the flora and fauna has been going. Crazy with all this mix of rain and sunshine, so yeah. it's it's good for the uh, for the way things look. Now, uh, so some, some severe thunderstorms expected. They're saying uh, at some point today, uh, and there's a, a flood watch uh, in effect for the entire day. Philadelphia Police Commissioner, Commissioner Richard Ross says 72 police officers have been placed on administrative duty as an investigation continues into controversial social media posts allegedly made by officers. The investigation began after a group, uh, the Plain View Project, compiled racist and offensive comments on social media apparently posted by hundreds of police officers across the country, including in Philadelphia. The database was publicized by Injustice Watch, a not-for-profit journalism organization, and ultimately revealed that more than 300 Philadelphia officers allegedly posted troubling content. Many of the comments called for violence against Muslims, uh, protesters, immigrants, and those accused of crime. Some posts celebrated uh, police brutality and in a few cases called for violence against women. We are equally disgusted by many of the posts that you saw that in many cases the rest of the nation saw, said Commissioner Richard Ross during the press conference yesterday. Ross says discipline will happen in stages, dealing with the most severe posts first. The FOP called it premature and irresponsible to talk about firing without a complete investigation. An independent law firm continues to assist in the investigation, and District Attorney Larry Krasner said his office is reviewing the database and may not call certain officers to testify during the trial if evidence is bias is found. According to Philadelphia Parks and Recreation Department, a device called the Mosquito has been popping up at parks around the city since 2014. This is pretty cool. It's so weird. The device goes off from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., blaring a high-pitched sound that anyone over the age of 25 should not be able to hear. Mm-hmm. It's currently installed in 31 city-run locations in Philadelphia. The devices are meant to prevent vandalism and loitering by teens and young people at these public parks. These devices are installed at the request of the community, a district council member, or in one case of the police. Some of the devices also have cameras installed in them and catch vandalism or groups gathering late at night causing a disturbance. CCTV security cameras are currently installed at more than 60% of parks and rec facilities with plans for cameras to be installed across all sites with this system. Now the uh, plan is, is to up the frequency and eventually detonate the heads of anyone who's in the park. <laughs> after sure. dark, yeah. right? yeah. So as you... As you age, you slowly lose the ability to, right. to perceive certain frequencies. It's just what's natural. It's just I, what happens. I find it hard to chew things, too. Uh, yeah, that happens, too. My my hearing loss is so significant. Like, when this comes on, I, I chuckle. I'm like, huh. Yeah, like, I'd be able to hear well, that. When did the tinnitus kick in for you? 
Uh, it was first noticed. It was about a year before we left Y100. Now I'm sure it was. It, it was. It had already started to happen before right. then for me. You just weren't cognizant. Um, yeah, it was a year or two before we left Y100, and we had several months off when um, when we were going to be between here and MMR. And I thought, oh, this is great. You know, maybe I'll, I'll see if this um, uh, this ringing in my ears backs off right. because I won't be wearing headphones every day and all that stuff. No, it just kept, just kept going. going. I thought the day-to-day, not wearing headphones, saying it would settle down. No, but it was just all the time. And that's when I went to the doctor and they said, oh, yeah, this is permanent this is for the rest yeah. of Forever, life. have yeah. fun, and uh-huh. you can't play golf either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the thing to remember here is all of us in this room can hang out in that park all Damn goddamn right. night. The city's Parks and Rec Department says that uh, they were installed to maintain safe and welcoming environments for staff and residents. The devices were installed in Washington, D.C., but have since been removed for alleged age discrimination complaints. They're banned in some parts of Europe as they may violate the rights of children. Parks and Rec said in general they've seen a reduction in vandalism at these sites. The devices cost $5,000 for the equipment and installation. I'm sorry, did, did you indicate how far this uh, sound goes? It's like- throughout the park. Okay, so if, if you live like right next to the park, can you hear it there? And I, I guess that would be a they they would make sure that's it's not the case. Right. Twenty five square miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. No! Yeah, no. Stop but- it! <laughs> All right, in sports this morning. <laughs> The Phillies lost both games of their doubleheader yesterday against the Nationals in Washington. Patrick Corbin struck out eight Phillies over seven innings, and the Nationals won game one, 6-2. Bryce Harper was 0-2 with two walks, and the Phillies were 0-7 with runners in scoring position. In the nightcap, a broken nose didn't stop Matt Scherzer, who pitched seven shutout innings on his way to a 2-0 win. The series wraps up tonight. Nick Pivetta will get the start game time. Is at 7.05. Forward Kevin Hayes has avoided unrestricted free agency and agreed to a seven-year $50 million contract with the Flyers, his $7.14 million cap hit will uh, rank 18th among all NHL centers, and it will be the third highest on the Flyers behind Captain Claude Giroux and Jake Voracek. Hayes had a career-high 55 points in 71 games against the Jets and the New York Rangers last season. Authorities in the Dominican Republic have confirmed that the Red Sox slugger David Ortiz was not the intended target of the shooting inside the nightclub. Can you freaking believe that? Right? Mm-hmm. Investigators say the target was a friend of Ortiz who was seated next to him and dressed similarly. Officials say the gunman was shown a picture of the target minutes before the attack, but became confused on who was he was supposed to shoot. Eleven people are currently in custody for the attempted murder of the Red Sox star, but law enforcement officials say the mastermind behind the shooting is still on the run. Ortiz remains hospitalized from the gunshot wound to his back, but doctors have upgraded his condition. And that's what I have for you this morning. I think if you shoot someone... The wrong person at a table. You send over some wine or something after Just that. Just to right? make yeah. good on it, you know? right? So, but uh, yeah, I'm interested to see if they're gonna uh, finally get the mastermind dude behind all. Yeah, this yeah. I did see one uh, headline. I didn't read the story, but it said they're closing in on. Okay, it. I can't imagine that this guy's not gonna give him up. All right, well, uh, welcome to Thursday morning, and uh, if we keep having rain like we did this morning, we'll do our best to hold your hand on the drive in today because it could get a little bit hairy. Definitely have some extra time. 
planned if you haven't left the house yet. We have a few things that we're going to get to this morning. Uh, Guest-wise, we will have Chris Kattan on the program. He's promoting his memoir, which is called Baby Don't Hurt Me, (laughs) Stories and Scars from Saturday Night Live. And there's been some pretty salacious things that have come out already that we've talked about from time to time. A whole bunch. So we'll talk to Chris around 9 o'clock, and we will have the man who has been in every single (laughs) Pixar movie ever made. And we love having him on. John Ratzenberger is going to be joining us. So. Have we? So we've talked to him for the past how many movies? It's been a couple, right? It's been a couple for yeah. sure. So uh, he's great. He and, is great, he, and he's their good luck charm. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I mean, they've you know they they they've never had a stinker, and uh, he's been a part of every right. single one of them. So we'll talk to John a little bit after ten o'clock later on this morning. Now we also have something else going on, and I'm I'm going to give you the details in a little while because we're still working out the specifics, but. We are going to have your chance uh, to win an opportunity uh, to be in our studio when David Harbor of Stranger Things comes by for an interview. The sheriff. We'll we'll also have a six-month subscription to Netflix to give away. Wow. And you'll be qualified for a trip to Los Angeles uh, for the season three premiere of Stranger Things. Now, we've got the the details worked out. We We have two different chances for you to win. But we're going to discuss exactly how we're going to do it in this commercial break, and then we're going to come back and get you the full details. But you'll want to know, and it's going to be pretty easy. Uh, but it's a really cool uh, trip if you can get the grand prize. But even if you get the qualifying prize, come by and meet him, get a picture. That's pretty cool, man. How jazzed are you for season three? Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, the, I love that show. It ju- and two was so great and built upon what you you know was starting in the first one. But we're definitely, there's a wrap-up in the works. Yeah. And and I'm curious, as you said, you know they're they're growing up, yeah. And I want to see how that's going to play out in this uh, next season. So uh, we'll get you the details in just a moment. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Come back in a second. I got a big stack of entertainment stories. I'm going to pass along with a stupid question and a giveaway when we return. So make sure that you stay with us and be careful on the drive in this morning, please. Don't miss the First Amendment Comedy Takeover, July 23rd through 28th. See the best in stand-up comedy along with some of your favorite podcasts, like readings, Q&As, and more at the Met Philadelphia, The Fillmore, TLA, and Punchline. Like Bert Kreischer. We went ziplining, and we get there, and I start looking at other families, like, sizing us up, going, those parents look like they do CrossFit. Then I look at me and my wife, I'm like, oh, we look like crossing guards. Also, how did this get made with Jason Manzukas and Paul Shearer, the Try Guys, Gil Tony, Daniel Schloss, Che Guerrera, and more. Tickets and info for all shows at factphilly.com. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Still working on the uh, the contest rules here and uh, specifics as far as this um, Stranger Things 3 giveaway goes. But I've, I've been told by the end of this segment we'll probably have the information. Ready. We are so accurate and precise that sometimes it haunts us. Mm, yeah. and, uh, we're ready to go. We're, yes. We are? Yeah. Now I can announce it? You can announce it. No, Marissa's saying no. She just waved it off. Hang okay, on a then- second. Hang on a second. What? The rules are ready? Okay. Rules are ready. All right. We'll, th- we'll have it uh, posted on our accounts by the end of this. I'll there you go. Yay! This is so big that I can barely contain myself. You don't know, and we didn't announce it at the beginning of the show, there are five FBI agents in the studio today mm-hmm. yep. to make sure everything comes off because this, yep. after all, is a Netflix series. That is correct. So let's keep, let's try to let's keep, put our, this in perspective. keep our eye on the ball here. Yeah. All right, in the meantime, I'm going to give away something else. We have a chance for you to win a pair of tickets to Longwood Gardens. And the question I will ask of you is, Ants, 
communicate with each other by giving off chemicals. And what are these chemicals called? Mm. 215263 WMMR. So ants communicate with each other by giving off chemicals. What are these chemicals called? Let's see if you know the answer. Call right now. Today is uh, Thursday, June 20th. And a handful of birthdays while we are, are awaiting your call. Actually, a bunch of them today. Michael Anthony, former bassist of Van Halen, is 65 years old today. So I've been on a uh, Sammy Hagar uh, Van Halen. What do they call it? Van Hagar? Some people call it Van Hagar or Red Halen. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot of Red great Halen. stuff. I'm telling A lot you. of great stuff. It gets overlooked. And there are some... Uh, Best of Both Worlds is one of my favorite songs from Van Halen. And yes, the Dave stuff is more legendary. Yes. And has a, a better rock edge to it. There you go. But, uh, you know, uh, Summer Nights, and uh, there, there's a lot of good songs that, that Sammy had contributed to that. So, so he remained buds with Sammy Hagar, right? Yeah, and in fact, they're in a band right now called yeah. The Circle, uh, which is with Sammy and Michael and um, also uh, Jason Bonham yeah. and, and a guitarist who I'm not that familiar with. And I, I listened to their album. Oh, no. Uh, it's not, not good? It's not, really? It's not good at all. And I was really bummed out. And, and I hopefully we won't have an interview coming up with those guys sometime <laughs> down the road because I would gladly talk to any of those guys. But it just, I, I didn't like it. And I'm a Sammy Hagar fan, so that's saying a lot, I guess. So, But uh, Michael Anthony's 65 today. Uh, never mind. Okay. Uh, we also have uh, Nicole Kidman. Casey would rave his hand like he wanted to say something. Well, he waved off. Uh, Nicole Kidman celebrates her birthday today. She's 52 years old, married to Keith Urban. and uh, Life is good. Had yeah. a wonderful life since uh, leaving Tom Cruise. There's a whole bunch. I'm fascinated with that chapter of her life, especially since yeah. her father yeah. was a, uh, a celebrated psychologist in Australia. Yeah. And that must have created issues with Scientology. Oh, yeah. And all the other stuff. That was going on with Cruz at the time. If you watch any of the documentaries about the uh, Scientology and Cruz specifically, his whole relationship doesn't make sense. Yeah, because psychiatry yeah. is the Antichrist. Yeah, if they if they had an Antichrist in the world of, <laughs> of Scientology. Second season of Big Little Lies started. It uh, did. How is it? Okay, I love it. It's yeah. so good. I mean, I think there's only two that are out. I just watched the first one. I've got to watch the second. Is Meryl one. Streep showing up yet? Yes, she has, okay. and her character is great. It's like. So unlike her, they kind of like make her very old and dowdy and weird. And yeah, it's good. Nice. Uh, Nicole's 52. John Goodman celebrates his 67th birthday. You had a personal experience with John Goodman. Yeah, I saw him on a hooker's back. (laughs) (laughs) A stripper's back. I said a hooker. No, I'm sorry. That would be tough for... Now I just messed that up again. The hooker was on his back. Yeah, no, Could you imagine? So he was on a John Goodman. 180-180 pounds on her back. Oh, my God. I can't do this. Yeah. Do it. Oh, my God. You just got your asses whipped. It was at uh, PT Show Bar. Yeah. And uh, in, in uh, Illinois... And uh, I, I saw, I was there for my, tw- I think it might have been my 21st birthday, I think, that night. Wow. Well, that's why you remember Because I only went there a handful of times. Maybe it wasn't my 21st. But anyway, uh, yeah, I saw him come out from behind the bar with a with a stripper <laughs> a piggyback on the back of him. And he went through the bar and then went out another door. It was very, I'm like, that was John Goodman. Did he live in the area? Yeah. Yeah, okay. He's from he's from St. Louis. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know there's a, a Monsters TV series that's going to be on that new Disney pay service? No. Monsters Incorporated, Monsters, uh, Monsters uh, University. Inc. Yeah, Monsters no Inc. Kidding. Yeah. And so uh, he's going to re- reprise right. his role as Sully. He's mm-hmm. super talented. Yep, he's 67 today. 
Josh Lucas, uh, always like that guy. He was in uh, Sweet Home Alabama and uh, Glory Road and Stealth. He is uh, 48 today. Uh, the great Brian Wilson turns 77 years old. Mm-hmm. The ma- mastermind behind the Beach Boys. Uh, not just <laughs> writing, but producing, producing as well. Groundbreaking production. Watch yeah. The Wrecking Crew if you want to see, um, you know, how... The top level musicians think of Brian Wilson. They just think of it. They put him on a level of like Beethoven. Yeah. Uh, 77 today. Then you have Robert Rodriguez, the director. Love him. Brought us Sin City and Spy Kids, which is fun. Little, yeah. Stallone's, uh, Stallone's in which one? Is he in the third one? He's in, oh, I don't know. Oh, you're right, where he plays multiple characters. Right. I forgot about that. They get He gets huge stars in those movies. Uh, they're just, they're just, they were just a lot of fun, mm. but he also has his own network called El Rey, uh, and he did a whole series where he sat down with other directors oh. and um, you know discussed the art of filmmaking. It was just gr- a great series. Well, I just think it's funny that Machete is Uncle Machete from Spy Kids. It's yeah. Same character. Oh, right. Seriously? Yeah. That's, that's right. Awesome. He's 51. Bob Vila from yeah. this old house is 73 years old today. He was the first that yeah. I can remember, the first DIY guy. I doubt there would have been a home improvement if there wasn't Bob Vila. Because it, was, it was a riff on that character. Yeah, and he um, appeared on Home Improvement yeah. a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's 73. The great Lionel Richie. Celebrates his seventieth birthday today. I love this song. It's a great song. Yep. Uh, Seventy years old today. Um, he's on American Idol. Yeah. He is on. Yeah, he's one of the judges yeah. uh, with Katy uh, Perry. And who's the other? Luke Bryant. I don't know. Case you watch that show. I, that's the country star, right? Yeah, I yeah. think it's Luke Bryant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, in the nineteen eighties, every single year of that decade, he had a number one hit. That's I, unbelievable. I loved a lot of the stuff the Commodores did, but there's basically Lionel Richie doing all the songwriting. Yep. And uh, but yeah, the guy's uh, the guy's another genius. Danny Aiello, the actor, Moonstruck, Do the Right Thing, all kinds of movies throughout the years. Broad- Broadway as well. Was um, he a singer? Uh, I don't no, know if he's he a dancer. No, he was a dancer. He was a, I'm <laughs> not ready for that. He's 86 today, by the way. We need to move along anyhow. Yeah, come on. Uh, Christopher mintz Place. I guess is how you say his last name. <laughs> McLovin. McLovin. McLovin from Superbad. Uh, Kick-Ass. He's the, uh, he's the bad guy. Uh, mother Effer. Mother Effer. That's right in the second movie. I'm the Mother Effer. Uh, and How to Train Your Dragon. He's 30 years old. And then Olympia Dukakis. Yeah. Uh, wow, she's 88 years old. 88? Yeah, she was old when she was. She was old when she was she young. Was famous, yeah. yeah. Um, Steel Magnolias. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, celebrating a birthday today. Everybody who's celebrating a birthday, happy birthday to you! Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Ants give off chemicals, communicate with each other. What are those chemicals called? We will go to Eric and see if he knows Good the answer. Morning. Hey, Eric, how you doing, man? Got Zooks. Good. Good. All right. What it, the what it, answer you are looking for is pheromones. That's correct. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> pheromones. Hang on, E. We get your information, and we are going to give you some tickets to go to Longwood Gardens. From morning's first blush to a rainbow every evening, summer colors await at Longwood Gardens. Taking fountains, concerts, and. Uh, acres of flowers all season long. Tickets available at longwoodgardens.org, by the way. All right, we're going to dive right into this stuff. We'll begin with Angelina Jolie. She's rounding out a resume, which is already containing multiple uh, line items under activist, actor, and humanitarian. Uh, Edward uh, Falzenthal, editor and chief and CEO of Time, 
Magazine announced Wednesday that uh, Jolie has joined the publication as a contributing editor. How about that? She will tackle a variety of topics with a focus on displacement, conflict, and human rights on a global scale. Uh, she reportedly plans to draw on her, and I didn't realize it was this long, 18 years of experience working with the U.N. Refugee Agency. 18 years she's been in that capacity. Gosh, look, look, she's... And she's been active. She's it's, special, it's not just a title. Yeah, she's the special envoy of the United Nations High Commissioner for Refugees. She's carried out over 60 field missions to refugees. Her most recent missions have taken her to Colombia, Peru, and Bangladesh. Uh, her first piece for time was published on Wednesday, which coincided with World Refugee Day. In it, she explains why refugees should be treated with dignity and calls on the U.S. to uh, and then it, it it fizzles out here and there's just subscribe to Time Magazine. I guess so. It's literally it doesn't. That's it. <laughs> well, she started to cry at that point. You uh, can understand she, it's an emotional thing. She will next star. In I the, call upon the U.S. Uh, the upcoming films: uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, The One and Only Ivan, Come Away, and Those Who Wish Me Dead. So she's got a lot of things coming up. I'd like to. I'd like to get you know. Be, to sit down for an interview with her would be cool. Oh, Got a ton of stuff. Most definitely. And just talk nothing. Just talk, focusing completely on the film Hackers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never saw it. <laughs> uh, the nominees for Teen Choice 2019 have been announced in Avengers Endgame and Aladdin are leading the film category, while Riverdale, The Flash, and Shadowhunters lead TV. Uh, rapper Lil Nas X is the tops in music. Got your fave. Uh, Lil Nas X. Yeah. Uh, teen Choice celebrates the hottest teen stars in television, music, film, sports, comedy, and social media. And we'll air live on Fox from Hermosa Beach, California on Sunday, August 11th at 8 p.m. Has the impact of award shows uh, diminished greatly, you think? Yep. Oh, big time. You're right? Yeah. It's just too many. The There's, glut yeah. killed it. I mean, I mean the only just, ones... Just the, the, the MTV Awards the other day yeah. were like, yeah. oh, no one was, knew. that was last night. Yeah. yeah. You know? I only care about Emmys, Grammys, um, Oscars, and Oscars, Tonys. and no. Well, I mean, my daughter cares about the Tonys, so that's now on my TV. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Golden Globes, maybe. Yeah, right. yeah, those are those are the heavy hitters. Avengers snagged nine nominations, followed by Aladdin with five, Captain Marvel, Aquaman, Crazy Rich Asians each earned four, Riverdale, The Flash, Shadowhunters grabbed five each, followed by Arrow with four, Little Nas earned five nominations with Post Malone earning four. Uh, host, performers, presenters, and additional nominees will be announced in the very near future. An 83-year-old British pedestrian landed in the hospital after Prince William and Kate Middleton's police escort crashed into her. The, du- <laughs> the Duke and Duchess were en route from London to Windsor when a motorcycle in their royal convoy crashed into Irene Mayer. Uh, she was taken to the hospital and is now in serious but stable condition. Whoa. Uh, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were deeply concerned. This is a, a statement, by the way, from oh, the... Dear, uh, we're wealthy. From, uh, <laughs> from Kensington Palace. They said the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge were deeply concerned and saddened to hear about the accident. You, the, what happened to the tire? Uh, their royal highnesses have sent their very best wishes to Irene and her family and will stay in touch throughout every stage of her recovery. These especially made Pirellis. Uh, and eyewitness told the son that the bike hit her and spun around. 
off her feet and feel badly on the. It says feel badly on the floor. I don't know. Okay. Man, they don't. They, they're illiterate. Uh, the archetype. I think it's a typo. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're virtually incomprehensible, and they're royals? Uh, the office was devastated, but he was going on the wrong side of the road. It could have been much worse, they said. See, even they forget over there. Uh, they reportedly did not see the accident happen, but have reached out to the family and sent flowers to mayor. Uh, police are investigating. So currently, you say in critical condition? Um, uh, critical but stable. All right. Well, uh, that's no, good. no, I'm sorry. Serious but stable. Okay. Uh, the officer involved is assisting our inquiries. As a witness, the spokesperson said, our immediate thoughts are with the injured woman and her family and those affected by the incident. The woman's family has asked that uh, their privacy be respected at this time. Well, I'll have to uh, put that in my schedule. Please do. Uh, being in a relationship when people think your partner is stepping out is tough in any circumstance, but in the limelight, it's almost unimaginable. Right. According to a report in Us Weekly, Irana Sheikh did not take kindly to the constant rumors that her partner Bradley Cooper was hooking up with his co-worker Lady Gaga. This is a... This is what the word is. We don't believe this was happening, correct? Anyone? No, no, no. I, no, I, I just no. think they were, it was yeah. their, their professional relationship, but they're saying that just even the, yeah. the constant barrage of yeah. insinuation was enough. All the chit-chat. Yeah. Uh, the movie had a major impact on Bradley and around his relationship. A source said exclusively in a new issue of Us Weekly... Uh, of the former couple who broke up earlier this month, more than four years together. Uh, even though there was nothing romantic between Bradley and Gaga, the noise was difficult for uh, Arena to deal with, they said. Another source said that Gaga felt bad about the rumors and that she has no plans to get together with Cooper after his split with the supermodel. So uh, a report in E.T. claims Cooper is completely focused on his relationship with Leah uh, the daughter, by the way. Oh, uh, I thought he was already in another relationship. No, but, but that he he still has a deep friendship. All right. Well, maybe they'll get back together. Oprah misses her old talk show. Oh. She tells E.T. that she'd been in it, uh, she'd be in for a reboot. Uh, she said, I would love to make that happen. Uh, let me tell you, but maybe not every day. Uh, for 25 years, it was perfect, she said. Uh, the 65-year-old added, the only time I missed it was during the election or when something really big happens in the news. And she said, I think, oh, gee, I wish I had a show. Strange penises would bother me. She also so, said that. Do the mm. Netflix thing. You know, do like the Letterman model where you can yeah. do seven or eight. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, if uh, your child said they okay. had their salad tossed, would you know what they meant? Another so. day, another mommy shamer coming for Chrissy Teigen. Uh, the model and lip sync battle host posted a shot of her daughter, Luna, at the dentist. Who She's three years old, okay? So she takes her to the dentist for her first appointment. And one of her followers commented, what age did they start over there? My daughter started seeing a dentist at a year old. And, uh, they have teeth at that age? I, no. So well, what they, yeah, I guess What, are you getting your gums checked? Mm. I don't remember when the first dentist appointment. Knock it off. Knock it off now. Old. Yeah. <laughs> So when, they, when they have teeth, as soon as their teeth come in. I think that's really what the dentist is looking for, right? Teeth. <laughs> Generally, teeth. Do you have teeth? Uh, well, then come on in. And Chrissy fired back. <laughs> no, with, I have no teeth. Then stay at home. You're good. Chrissy fired back with, was waiting for this. You guys never fail me. <laughs> you guys. Oh, you guys. Uh, this Sunday's episode, Keeping Up with the Kardashians, look like it's going to be a doozy. Oh, I love the word doozy. In a sneak peek release Wednesday, fans got a look at how the Kardashian-Jenners reacted after learning that Tristan Thompson allegedly cheated on Chloe <sighs> with Jordan Woods. Kim appeared dazed and says, 
Mm-hmm. I was getting ready for my interviews, literally, same thing as the first time. Literally. Referring to the first time Tristan reportedly stepped out on her. There's apparently also footage present of Chloe. She smells cookies in a parked car. <laughs> and breaks and into yeah, it. And pulls the uh, <laughs> window in and then gets, like, caught in oh, it. Oh, no. And, uh, but a ranger, park ranger, shows up. Uh, Tristan and Chloe have gone their separate ways. Uh, ahead of the show, Jordan said, you know, everyone has their truth and their story, so you just go with it. Everyone has a right to speak their truth. Why do they keep saying this? You, you've, you've said that line. I know. Like six or seven times. Everyone has their truth. Yeah. yeah. I know. That's yeah. what people who lie it's, a lot say. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a popular thing now to, yeah. to say everyone has their truth. Preston, the reason you say you this is because my truth. you're living your best life. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, why. Exactly. Yeah. That's another one. You do you. Mm-hmm. You're amazed balls. Let's go over to The Bachelor for a moment, shall we? I love you. Uh, bachelor. <laughs> bachelor couple Sean Lowe and Catherine uh, Gudici. Of course. Are expecting baby number three. <laughs> three. Oh, so it worked for them. This one actually yeah. took. Uh, the season 17 stars <laughs> said in an interview with People, uh, they're surprised but excited to be having another child. Uh, it was a complete. I think it has to do with my peepee. Jaducci uh, said it was a complete surprise. It was a little overwhelming to think about, but we wanted a big family. Uh, this is just the way it was supposed to happen. So we're excited. Uh, Lo and Jaducci are already parents to two sons. Are they not married? Because they'd have different last names, I guess. Or maybe they're just going by their fame names. That's a good question. Uh, well, there's a picture of it, them. They're a lovely family, I have to say. They had a televised wedding, so they are married. Oh, all right. Lo and Gudici are already parents to two sons, two-year-old Samuel Thomas and 13-month-old Isaiah Hendricks. All right. Uh, she said having three children so close in age will be a challenging but rewarding experience. Uh, Lowen Jaducci met and got engaged during the Bachelor season 17. Uh, they married, yeah, there you go, at a televised wedding in January of 2014. So. I wonder what they do for a living. That's, That's a, a good question. That is a really good question. Because <laughs> uh, at some point, you got to get a job, right? Yeah, or I mean, no, to, not really. No? You okay. always have brunch on the edge of a volcano and <laughs> nah. take hot air balloons over the Taj Mahal. Well, I bet they can make some, some extra income doing Bachelor-related appearances yeah. and whatnot, but I... You know, day to day, yeah. they gotta have a job. Well, I think she does out. hardscaping, and yeah. uh, he does. He's an upholster. How many followers do they have on Instagram? Because, like, I don't know. Once yeah. you're over like that million threshold, that's your job. Yeah. You're an influencer. You know? yeah? yeah, you can monetize. All right. that he's got that. over a million. Oh my god! So if he has over a million, she's probably got over three or four million. Then probably. You know, uh, I, I don't know what her her Nick's gonna look up. Her they have about the same. Yeah, wow. one point three million. So. Yeah. She needs to step up her game. Well, they got to take care of a family now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> European exhibitors got the first look at Paramount Skydance's hotly anticipated Top Gun Maverick. Huh. Uh, the reboot, which is set to drop next summer, was introduced by Mark Vian, president of International Theatrical Distribution, and Mary Daly, co-president of Worldwide Marketing and Distribution. So here's the preview they got. They came out kitted up in full flight gear to offer the brief uh, snapshot. That's it. There wasn't like a preview or or trailer or anything along those lines. Maverick, carry me into the house and make love to me. (laughs) I don't think I can. Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, Val Kilmer, Ed Harris, John Hamm, Miles Teller, Glenn Powell, 
and Manny uh, Jessen Toastar star in the reboot. That's the only name I didn't know. From uh, I like those flight suits. Yeah. No Kelly McGillis, though. No. She is actually pretty much um, very rarely appears in films these days. I want to say she lives around here. She does. No, I think Jersey. she did. I, she was in South Jersey we, the last time we talked about her. Uh, but I believe she's moved. She's, I don't think she lives there anymore. She's in a really good vampire horror movie um, called, I believe it's called Stakeland. And she's she's looks much, much different. She opened a really good restaurant in uh, in Key West. I've been more than once. Oh, and yeah. I don't know if she still runs it, but I, I believe it's just called Kelly's. And it, it was uh, it's really good. Okay. Nice. Uh, let's see here. Casey, I know you said you saw that Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston murder mystery thing. Yeah. So it was kind of he. Uh, it's been watched by 30.9 million accounts in three days. Yeah. Sandler is a dynamo for yeah. Netflix. They love him. Yeah. And Jennifer Aniston, yeah. she, she's a draw, too. So uh, the mega streamer says that it was the biggest opening weekend ever for one of its originals. Wow. See, what I was the even... cowboy movie again? It was uh, the seven ridiculous six. six? Ridiculous six. six. Right. That it, and yeah. that, that was the previous, I think, title holder. But this one, I mean, honestly, it just showed up on my homepage when yeah. I opened up Netflix. I was, you know, I'm like, uh, and, and I, I you know, the preview showed up. It starts running automatically. Yep. Uh, yeah. I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, I guess this is what I'm going to be doing for the next two hours. Yeah, and, they know how to get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was, eh? It wasn't great. Yeah. But it was, you know. But it wasn't terrible. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it just has some moments where you're like, you know, you could have done a better job with this part of the movie, right. you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's that's how most of his things are. <laughs> yeah. I saw, oh, my God, I saw a great meme yesterday on Instagram, and it just said, you know, um, like, it just basically memes uh, are so good. because Do you remember the day where, like, a Billy Madison line had to, like, get you through five years? And, yeah. like, now internet, internet memes are like... Yeah. Yeah. They're every 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hey, you know, looking back on that, that could have been so much better. Um, I could have fixed that little line in post-production, guys. Yeah, I know, but we're live, and that's the problem. Oh, son of a bitch. Constantly daunted by that. You can't say things like, we'll fix that in post. Yeah. You can. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just you'll be yeah. saying it live. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to fix this in post. Uh, so, anyhow... Uh, <laughs> The Agatha Christie-esque mystery drew about 13.37 million viewers in North America with the balance abroad. Uh, hmm, so That's a mystery. So it's a murder mystery. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, but but with comedic uh, flair to it. Right? I even like the, yeah. the one he did with David okay. Spade that was uh, it was like a quasi-Miami Vice sort of vibe-ish thing. It was, uh, that was, to kill a couple hours, Yeah, that's, it's, it's, a, it's fine. Yeah, it's a murder's mystery. Okay. Uh, this story came out late in our show yesterday, so I didn't mention it, and I saved it for this morning. Avengers Endgame fans can head back to the theater to see new footage. Yeah! Uh, Marvel president Kevin Feige had uh, told reporters not an extended cut, but there will be a version going into theaters with a bit of a marketing push with a few new things at the end of the movie. Uh, and we're hoping that they, when they do this re-release, they put it into that uh, experiential four quadruple X uh, L B D yeah. whatever it is. Four D. What is it? Four D. Four D. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he said, if you stay and watch the movie 
after the credits, there will be a deleted scene, a little tribute, and a few surprises. <sighs> so maybe a gag reel or something like that would be kind of nice. Uh, the Disney film already broke numerous box office records in its original release, becoming the second highest grossing film of all time behind James Cameron's Avatar. I've got to make it a point to get back out and see that. When is that going to hit? Next week. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man comes out after that. So, that, yeah. you know, they're releasing it in advance of Spider-Man coming out. So they believe with the second release, Preston, that it will at that point then top Avatar. Okay. I, so I was looking, I, I pulled up a, a story about Spider-Man, and I think I, I saw on Fandango their screenings at like 12.01 a.m. Monday, July 1st. Are you okay? So it looks like the first one. No, I'm not. But if just come right into work. A holiday week in the middle of the summer, they'll yeah. sell those tickets. Oh, yeah, they will. Most definitely. Uh, let's see. What time is it? Do we have time for another story or two? Yeah. Constantly constrained by time. Yeah. I'm just trying to, there's a couple things, but yeah, I'll go, I'll go with this one. Um, HBO's Barry. You guys watch? Yeah. I love it. Yeah. You were telling me about that. It's uh, the guy who, a serial killer turned actor or whatever it is. He's not a serial, he's a hitman. He's a hitman. That's it. Anthony Carrigan is one of the characters on that show. And last week, Carrigan signed on to join Kevin Hart in Sony's dramedy Fatherhood. And today brings word that Carrigan will be playing the bad guy in Bill and Ted Face the Music. (laughs) Uh, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter are set to return as the duo, while uh, Bridget Nundi Payne and Samara Weaving will play their respective daughters. Scott Mascuti, a.k.a. Kid Cootie... (laughs) Is also set to co-star, though his role is being kept under wraps. The sequel will find the Wild Stallions joined by their children in their quest to save the universe. Elsewhere, William Sadler will return as Death. He was in the second He was great. Yeah. The same guy who's the lunatic terrorist in Die Hard 2 is the comically hilarious death. He's he's one of the cellmates in in Shawshank Redemption. He's just great. He's, He's an awesome actor. Uh, Kerrigan is often seen playing hairless characters because he has alopecia. He doesn't have hair. I didn't know that. I wasn't sure if they shaved his eyebrows or Uh not in that movie or in in that show. Yeah. Uh, Face the Music will arrive in theaters more than 30 years after the original film, 1989's Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Are you a little excited for it? I am, but here's the deal. So so that was followed up by the sequel, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. That movie was... (laughs) Terrible. It had a few moments. It like, had a like moment, with death. Like with death, yeah. and that's it. But for the most part, it was all over the place. <laughs> and the original was so fun. George Carlin. With Carlin yeah. in it and, and everything. So uh, I'm interested. I hope they can do something with it because I, I'd like to see... Number one, I'd like to see Keanu Reeves in a comedy role again for a little bit, just to break it up a bit. Well, the little teaser video they did with him and, um, was his, uh... Alex Winter, Winter, Alex Winter, yeah. Alex Winter, yeah. yeah. I was going to say Edward. And, <laughs> and I'm happy for Alex Winter, too. Yeah. I always kind of liked him. His career just fizzled after that, but I think he... And Keanu remained friends for a long time, and Keanu's kind of, I think he's kind of doing this as well to kind of help his buddy out. I think know? so. Is is Keanu now the um, the greatest human being of all time? Now, with his respect <laughs> of women in photographs and helping friends he's, out. He's awesome. And saving dogs in John Wick. Yeah. It's well, just and, unbelievable. And, and helping out his, his stuntmen in real life. Yes. He gives him these great gifts. He's really thankful to those guys. And he's, he's in Toy Story 4. He's in, exactly. <sighs> yeah, so. I think he's a healer, too, Preston. Uh, so here, yet to... To fulfill their rock and roll destiny, the now middle-aged best friend set out on a new adventure when a visitor from the future warns them that 
Only their song can save, <laughs> save life as we know it and bring harmony to the universe. Was right. that sort of the, the so the first time yeah. around their their song again? Right, yeah. it's always their song, the, the, the greatest song. Yeah, because Carlin had told them Wild Stallions music made <laughs> wars go away, people lived in peace because of it, and all that. So uh, along the way, the, the Circle K, right? They're going to be yeah, something strange is afoot at the Circle K. <laughs> uh, along the way, they will be helped by their families, old friends, and a few music. Legends, so there's probably going to be a bunch of uh, cameos. It'd be great uh, in the movie. All right, so uh, let's. Uh, I think I got clips here. Yeah, Ooh. we're ready. Yeah. <clears throat> this is always a riveting portion. Is this of the your favorite part of the show? Every well, day, because so. there's, uh, we get to hear the celebrities themselves in their own words mm. uh, talk about things we don't care about. Well, we're going to hear from Poppy Montgomery. Hey, but case in point, mm-hmm. Reef Break features a thief turned fixer who fights crime on a Pacific. Idyll? 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 I-D-Y-L-L? Yeah. On a Pacific Idyll? What does that mean, Nick? Ah. Uh, no. No. Yeah. It's got to be Isle, right? It has to be Isle. It's a British word for uh, an island. Oh, it is? Yeah. I-D-Y-L? Is this uh, a British show? I-D-Y-L-L? Well, the, this person we're hearing from is Poppy Montgomery. If that's not British, I don't know what it is. She's Australian. Close uh, enough. All right. Describes how <laughs> she vicariously lives through the character that she portrays. Here we go. She's like me, but like the way more outrageous sort of force of nature person. And it's a lot of fun mm-hmm. to play her. There's a lot of freedom in a character that says what everybody's thinking. She's yeah. the one who says what everyone's thinking, but they don't have the courage to say it. And I love that about her. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Who are you uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Those of you that were listening to music news yesterday, you probably recognize the end of that clip. That, by the way, was a met with. I had so many um, tweets and uh, oh mentions God. about people who uh, who love that. They're they're you know it's, the music news segment. There's, there's, uh-huh. there's a large population of people that enjoy poor poorly done fart sounds. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do the next <laughs> clip. Here we go. While most people hope to attend a good college, Baskets features a guy flunking out of clown college. Uh, and here Louis Anderson explains why Zach Galifianakis is a pleasure to work with. You know, when he's doing a part or getting into the character, but he never shuts anyone out. And, you know, he's just really, like, I, I was surprised at what a real person he was. Because he's a big movie star, but yet just so down to earth and so natural. <laughs> Baskets is on tonight, 10 o'clock, and that is on FX. Okay, that's it. That's Louis it. Anderson has won, I believe he won an Emmy uh, for his portrayal of his of uh, uh, his mother in, yeah. the, in the series. Yeah, it's very funny. Uh, he's uh, As a woman, he's, yeah, yeah. He's, it's great <laughs> to see him in drag. Okay, that's the entertainment report. What's the story with this? We're good? Uh, we're good. All right. We have a chance for you to win uh, a, a couple of things here. You can win a qualifying prize and then maybe a grand prize, courtesy of our friends at Season 3 of Stranger Things on Netflix. So here's what we have. We have a special upside-down emoji code this morning. I love this. So head to our social media pages right now, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can see our upside-down emoji code. Listen later in the show for the cue to call in and identify the translation of the code to be qualified for the grand prize trip to Los Angeles for the season three premiere of Stranger Things, which includes airfare, two nights, hotel, unlimited ride wristbands for Pacific Park, two passes for the premiere, and a whole bunch more. We can get You can get the details at WMMR.com slash contest. Now, you can also, when you... 
decipher the code, you text in what your answer is. Is there anything they have to add to it, Marissa? No, just text in what you think the emoji code is. Mm, this one's really hard, by the way. And the correct, we're, we're going to choose one randomly from the correct answers. Okay, so we'll have two ways to win. The qualifying prize, if if you are correct and we choose you, you either call him when we tell you to call him with the uh, translation or we choose your translation, we randomly draw it, you will win uh, a six-month subscription to Netflix, a Stranger Things Funko figure, oh, and then you get an invite to sit in the studio when we have David Harbour. Yeah, he's the police chief here in our studio on June 25th. So that's what we got. So take a look now, and don't forget that Stranger Things 3 launches July 4th only on Netflix. I love this, that there's an emoji code to solve, because you remember in uh, season one, when Owner Ryder had to solve the code using the Christmas lights. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, so get on that, take a look. We'll tell you to call in later, and you should also text your interpretation as to what you think the emoji code is, and we wish you all the luck in the world, my friend. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. Chris Catan's on the show, John Ratzenberger, and more. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Rival Sons. Godsmack. The Revivalists. You got some More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. I think we might need to do a sniff test on some of our interns. Uh Uh-oh. A bad one? A a bad one because there's a report that came out by uh, YouGov.com that nearly 4 in 10 young adults do not wear deodorant these days, Kathy. They stopped wearing deodorant. So the thing that can... I can take a lot. I can watch, you know, bloody stuff and all, whatever the hell it is. Uh-huh. It's two things, actually. It's not on a kid's upper lip. Right. Oh, God. And uh, the the body odor. B.O., I know. Yeah. It, pronounced body odor terrible. can actually cause a gag reflex in me. And it's, uh, I hate it. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Like really like old, a, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I know. Yeah, I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Like somebody who didn't even try. Not, not even an effort. Yeah. And listen, I have like a love-hate relationship with deodorant. There are tons and tons of reports that, you know, some of this antiperspirant is not good for you. And, you know, some of these natural deodorants you, sh- you should try. I use regular deodorant because the other stuff really, it's just not really cutting it for I, me. I use the... Um, Piper Y. That's what I use. Yeah, and you know what? It's um, really good. It's charcoal-based. I like Piper Y, but I feel like it smells like men's deodorant. Um, well, you don't smell it on me, right? No, but yeah. like on myself when okay. I wear it, that's what I, I smell like a men's deodorant. Manly, so yes, but you'd like it too. <laughs> is this, uh, so is it expensive, Piper Y? Uh, it's a little bit more, uh, but okay. uh, because the big concern is, is chemicals on, on your arms and, and perhaps cancer. Yes, yeah. that's, that's the main concern. Amongst uh, eighteen to twenty-four year olds, yeah, the do, same ones that are smoking jewels. Like, well, do they, they have, like, do they believe that's hypo? They, they have they actually tested it or, or at least surveyed the people to find out if this is the case, or is yeah. that just what they're they're supposing? No, I think that's part of the survey. Okay, that, that, right. that the answer came back. That's the main concern for people not using. Well, after good... my brother went through chemo treatment for testicular cancer, he um, stopped using deodorant. He he doesn't completely not use it, but if he doesn't have to, he won't. That's one of them. Also, toothpaste. There's like a number of things. Uh-huh. 
My really? yeah, toothpaste. Yeah, yeah. He uses like some uh, baking soda. Uh, yeah, it's like a baking soda based. Um, but did it's your mom not... talk him into that, or no? You know okay. what? He just did a little research and like just anything that that where there were cancer agents possibly popping up, he tries to limit. You know, limit some of I that. I understand that he yeah. had cancer. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, I I totally get that. I, I know somebody who is uh, sixty two years old and has never worn deodorant, and he swears that uh, once you start wearing deodorant, you need to wear deodorant. <laughs> no, no, and I gotta say, uh, he is a, a successful human being. There we go. I don't want to say who it is because I just don't want because there's like a bad sort of image. But this human being is very, very successful. Um, is very well respected, and I have and, and lives alone. Well, does, does not he live smell? alone. No, and he doesn't smoke. Well, okay, cats. so Some that's people, the thing. If you, does, if, there are people like you, Casey. You've forever said that you don't really get body odor. So. No, I would have to like not shower and not put deodorant on for days. So I'm okay if, yeah. with that. If you don't smell, then you don't have to wear it. Does he have silver hair and speak of the third leg of the stool? Mm, he does not. No, okay. that's not Just him. curious. That is not that him. Guy nobody that works here. I put a little bit of baby powder on my balls. That's yeah, all he does. That's all he does. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, 25, 18, they, they, they categorized age, uh, the age into four groups, 18 to 24-year-olds, 25, 34, 35, 44, and 45, 54. They found that 39% of 18 to 24-year-olds did not yeah. wear deodorant in the last 30 days. Uh, this is higher than any other age range, with 25 to 34-year-olds being the next closest group. Do you remember getting a talking to from your dad when he would say, I think it's time you started wearing underarm? Because there's a point in time in which your mm. hormones and everything kick in when you start uh, to enter puberty where you start, you don't no longer smell like a little kid and I, you start to smell like a filthy adult. I don't remember that. I just remember being, you know, uh, reacting to the marketing campaigns and things uh-huh. like that, you know, by men and, and, yeah, and yeah, all yeah. that other stuff. Old so Spice. Like, yeah, yeah. And I would, I would want to use them. And, and plus it made you feel... A little bit more adultish, yeah. Doing that type of I'm thing, a man. so I was yeah. looking forward to uh, to wearing deodorant. Steve, uh, I actually age. never had that conversation with my father, but I just had that conversation with my son. I pulled him into uh, a room. It was just he and I talking. I said, "Hey, listen, Are you listen to me." <laughs> no, no, no. I said, "This, I'm not. I'm, this is not to embarrass you. Okay. I'm just telling you, you're you're not a little kid anymore. You're you're turning into a young man, and so you're, you're at a point in your life where you have to shower every single day." And you have to put deodorant on under your arms Good, every single right? time. Right? I mean, that's a standard talk, yeah. right? Casey, yep. the reason we had the talk uh, with my son, who's twelve, is mm-hmm. because he stunk. Yeah, and it was mm-hmm. one of those things where it's like, dude, uh, you you need to shower more. But it's and when embarrassing. You, and when, when you, you do shower, when you do shower, you need to wear deodorant because there's an effect, and and it's it's just what happens when you get a little bit older. But like, he needs to do it because. He's gonna get made fun of. He'll he'll be the stinky. I don't want to. I don't want to have the stinky kid. Stinky kid. No. Yeah. Uh, so uh, apparently, it's becoming more and more common for for people to uh, to not wear it. And and the concern is the chemical. We've we've talked about this issue though. You know, when you are when you are in proximity to someone on a constant basis, where the person is just rank, and you're looking for diplomatic ways to. Steve, did you smell the guy at the blood drive the other day? It stunk. <laughs> That's... Oh, did he have long was hair? It, it was, was he was broadcasting? No, it was not You had already left, Case. It was, uh, Steve, you and I were still there. It was like... I don't remember, 12 45, 1 o'clock, something like that. He could not have been a nicer guy. He, obviously, he came to the blood yeah. drive. Body yeah. odor or hiney odor? Body odor. Mm. And it was... Well, I had him turn around and I sniffed his butt. Just <laughs> <to make sure. laughs> Is that it, coming from your arms or your ass? I'm, subtra- I'm surprised. I, I meant to say something to you. <laughs> Behind his back after we walked away, 
Um, but it, it, we both put our arms around him, and uh, and I, I honestly, there's a part of me that feels bad, and then there's also the part of me is like, do I stink now because I, I just had body contact with this uh, person? Hey, well, it, listen, it, it does catch you off guard, but he was again. You're right. He was doing a wonderful thing, exactly. he was participating in the blood drive, and, and and you always say on on a one off, perhaps they came from work, perhaps blah, blah blah blah, whatever the deal was, whatever, or maybe they have some sort of issue. But we've said many times before, when you're left in that un, in that unenviable position of being in constant proximity to someone who has no idea how bad they smell, yeah. that's, a tr- that's a problem. Yep. And what's, what sucks is the closer you are to that person, you, know, you can tell them that they stink. Um, <laughs> and if you don't know them. How many times removed does that person need to be from you in order for you to not say anything about how they smell? Um... I would tell you guys if you smell. Yes, you, you would. Yeah. Press, I had uh, I had missed a couple of days of shower not that long ago, and and you, and like and you were really delicate about it. And I go, yeah, I know, I stink. <gasps> do you guys do you remember Stinky John? I never worked with Stinky John. Oh, you did. No, he, that he was I, years ago, yeah. right? He was an intern of ours, and uh, yeah, it was the very, very, yeah. very, very beginning. Uh, in, in fact, did yeah, someone crap themselves? No, but <laughs> <laughs> no, but you remember Monkey Boy told him. Monkey oh. Boy ended up breaking the news to How him. How did he tell him? I don't... He he just said, listen... He, he was just straight with him. Yeah. He's like, listen, I just want to let you know that uh, in case you didn't know this, you did, that you smell bad and you may want to consider using some deodorant. And he was just like that straight up about it. Wow. But we behind his back, we called him Stinky John. And did, so <gasps> did the guy do it? Horrible. Did you tell him at the I festival? Think, I think he did. Ladies and gentlemen, we have something to tell one of our interns. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to take this moment. <laughs> I'd like to bring... John, would you come up on stage here? You have an incredibly foul odor that I find uh, very pervasive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give a round of applause and bring it here. John caught the stink. Why am I blindfolded? <laughs> <laughs> Got some friends here, John. I want to tell you how much you stink. Stink. Yeah, stink. Uh, the ironic part about that press is that Jefferson one time had to pull Monkey Boy aside to tell him that he stunk. Really? Yes. Our sales manager. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's how Monkey Boy learned. Well, you know, Jefferson would have done it because also if you go out to you go out to promotions, you know, and, and people are passing out as they come out, <laughs> come out to get your that, bumper stickers that's or whatever. Awkward though, like. In the workplace, I think it, it's so awkward to have to tell somebody. Yeah. I, 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 does, does that, I mean, especially now where we're so sensitive to people's. Um, you have to tell HR to do it. Right. HR yeah, yeah, yeah. would be the yeah. likely yeah. one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, Stinky John and Monkey Boy would be a great band name. <laughs> Stinky John and Monkey Boy. Hi, I'm Stinky John, and I'm Monkey Boy. Yeah. There was a, a period of time before Preston and Steve at MMR and post Philly Guys where there was a lack of a morning show. And I don't know if Chuck ever told you guys this story, but there was a guy that worked here uh, who um, may or may not have crapped his pants while on air. What? And it, it was uh, it was was that know, his shtick? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he, he played two yeah. Rolling Stones. You can guess when I've crapped my pants, you're going to win two tickets to see John Wait. <laughs> No, it was it was a uh, it was a wasteland of a morning show here for a, for a stretch, and this guy stunk. He just flat out smelled all the bad. time. And all... the belief was he crapped his pants during the show. We couldn't figure out what else it could have been, and it was it was when I was working for Pierre and hadn't joined you guys yet, so it was just an odd time working at the radio station anyway. And uh, it, when Chuck gets in, if he's not here already, ask him about it because it was a weird time. Wow. I wonder if a good way to break it, wow. somebody might be go, do you smell something? And they go, no. Well, yeah, it's because it's you. Yeah. Right. You know, oh, it's, it's horrible. People become nose blind. I mean, that that's absolutely positively a thing for sure. You you may not know. Uh, hang on. I want to go to Zach. Hi, Zach. You're on the air. Good morning. Oh, oh we, we just lost, lost him. him. Oh, bummer. He was in, uh, he was saying that he hasn't worn since he was stationed in Iraq. I guess maybe he got used huh. to it or 
I'm not really sure. Uh, let's see. I'm going to go to, how about this one? Let me go to Mel. Hi, Mel. Did we just lose Mel, too? Don't tell Wait, me. Wait, is the on. phone terminating I'll as you try, pick up? I'll try another call. Let me go to Adam. Hey, Adam, you're on the air. Good morning. Ah, uh, good morning. Ah, <laughs> he's there. Adam, what's up, buddy? Yeah, two things. So, you know, when I was in third grade, my teacher actually pulled me out of my class and told me that I smelled. And what? my mother was living. And, you know, right now my kids are, you know, on second grade. They are, you know, on the opening day, they're actually telling the, the, the family and the kids to make sure that they wear deodorant. Right. Because, you know, at that age, I guess people are already starting to smell in class. You so know, you're, so you're, I'm sorry to interrupt. No, so, no. So, so your mom was mad about that? Well, yeah, she was embarrassed because I'm not a stinky kid. I mean, she would pretty much, for the most part, you know, shower me every day and make sure that I was clean. So you think the teacher was just making it up or what? No, but no, I guess I was, you know, really uh, having some odor that day. My guess is so, what she was upset about is that you maybe you contact the parent first and bring yeah. that up, and then and then you, you approach the child with that. Second grade, Adam, was when we, we had president for the first time. They put up sort of a... Um, it was a hygiene achievement board in the, in the class, and no. you 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 had to have your um, wow. your tissues, and you had to. They would check your, and this was a regular, you know, this wasn't like a Catholic school or anything. They check your nails and so on and so forth, just to make sure that you were doing setting in motion good hygiene. I went to Catholic school that never yeah. existed. I mean, I mean we, we, had, had we always got uh, a full rectal checks every morning. <laughs> wow, that's weird. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we okay. had a, a self imposed sock check. <laughs> The McNamara twins would go, all right, everybody lift your pants. Let me see if you're wearing matching socks. So that's why I, I thought had... you said suck check. No, 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 sock check. Wait, a sock check? Yeah, it was just a thing. And now, to this day, I can't wear non-matching socks. Really? I ha- I can't. I just can't do it. All right, Preston, okay. get off my back. All right. Oh. <laughs> One thing I didn't do in, uh, throughout my entire school, and I've, I've mentioned this on the air before, and that is junior high and high school, I never washed my gym clothes, ever. No? Oh, I think God. a lot the of kids... Year. The whole year. Uh, I know, right? All right? Did you go to gym a lot? Every day. Every okay. Day, yeah. Were you active in gym or were you a cool kid standing off to the side? No, okay. no, 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 yeah. You, you were to... the kid that smelled like Doritos. Yeah, to participate. Doritos? Yeah. Yeah, that's what the gym suit would smell like if you didn't wash <laughs> we it. We said hoagies. <laughs> we go, it's like we say to the kids, all right, you got you to take a shower. You smell like hoagies. Oh you know what God. I hated, though? I hated the shower. You know, you didn't the, shower in school, did you? For a while we did. Oh, yeah, my God. Yeah, yeah, oh, they, they made a shower and then they stopped because... They sh- no, they didn't clean the shower properly, and there was mildew. Right. All yeah. of- it's horrible. It there got were dirtier. There were rules that nobody followed in gym. There was you were supposed to shower. <laughs> I mean, you were supposed to do it. Uh, you were supposed to wear an athletic supporter <laughs> yeah. as well. Nobody ever wore that. No, you know. I mean, I on the swim team we would sh- shower after practice. I'm getting a little choked up. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget. <laughs> oh, we had to the shower. <laughs> But we all kept our bathing suits on. This is when you had your first period and all the girls threw tampons. <laughs> There's no way I would have showered after gym in high school. Plug it up. <laughs> right? That was from Karen. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I no, was a late bloomer. I, I didn't have any hair. So we only had gym my freshman year. Yeah. Um, you only had gym one year? One year. What? Yeah. What uh, in yeah. the hell? Yeah. Uh, is that standard practice in Catholic schools? Or I just, guess so. Uh, just, uh, I still O'Hara. take gym. Yeah. I, I don't know how it is now, but yeah, your freshman uh, year, you took you had gym three days and health two. Wow, we and, had it every day, every year, no mm-hmm. matter what. Likewise, but the, yeah. but the point is, I had like no hair on my nuts, and so I was not going. I I I had there was one locker that was all the way in the corner of the room, 
and I went to that locker. That was my locker for the you year. You were self-conscious. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have any hair in my balls. Yeah. <laughs> you guys ever have Jim first Today's day? morning announcements, and just want to remind you, everyone, that Casey uh, has no hair on his genitalia, so please don't mock him. Don't mock him for being so so clean on his sackle region. Um, first period gym? Yeah. That was one, the worst. One oh. one year I had first period gym, it that, sucked. That was the only time I would ever shower because you were required to go, and if you didn't, you would just stink and be disgusting for the rest of the day. But besides that, you never dry off properly as a no. kid, and, you, and, you, and it's, you know, and then the, in the dead of winter, <laughs> you're freezing to death. All right, I want to go to uh, Zach, who's on the line. Hey, Zach, good morning. Good morning. Hey, bud, all right, so we lost you on that first call. You're back to tell us about you and deodorant. Yeah, so when I was in Iraq with the Army, uh, at one point I had ran out of deodorant, and I was absolutely starting to stink, and I knew it. I could smell it. It was that bad. Mm -hmm. And uh, I finally got to a point where I could buy some, and then a friend's like, you know, if you go long enough without deodorant, eventually, like, your body, like, builds up, like, bacteria and stuff that takes care of it, and you don't stink anymore. I've heard that. Is that what happened to you? I, well, I was like, you know what, I'm in Iraq. Who am I trying to impress? Let's try it out. And yeah. so I did. And I don't know if it was 30 days per se, but it was around that, around that length. And sure enough, after a while, I did stop noticing the, the smell. And, I mean, nobody told me. I, felt like, I don't know. But <laughs> I would think this, though. Also, it also you also have to be one of these people, as, as Kathy was saying, that, that is not predisposed to generating body odor. Because, like, Casey does not really – you have to go a long way before you start to really stink. And, and did, were, were you the kind of person who – would stink prior to going to Iraq? Uh, I don't know. I, I would like to think that it takes a while for me, but no, the, the, I yeah. Know. <laughs> I mean, but no, I've, I've heard people, you know, the, the, the rumor used to be for the longest time that Brad Pitt never used deodorant. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course, he looks like Brad Pitt, and that helps. But the uh, but that was <laughs> that was part of the deal. Yeah, yeah. so so the, the natural must smell. Uh, well, yeah. I, I, right, I, thanks, Zach. Uh, did that's you ever, pretty wild. Did you ever have to... You've you've realized you've run out of deodorant and have to use your wife's you know like secret. Oh or yeah, something yeah like I don't that mind before. that. It's fine. Yeah, I've, you know what I've, I use. I've had to do it on a few occasions. Cake frosting. Cake frosting. Mm. Wow, stays with you all it day. Stays with me all day. I I have I buy like the bulk by in bulk because I the stuff I get I get it through Amazon that the uh, the charcoal deodorant. Yep. And uh, but uh, the worst is when you get down to just the. Plastic nub that's left oh, there, yeah, yeah, and you're shearing off flesh as yeah. you're putting on your deodorant. It's a cheese grater on your <laughs> right. Yeah. You're just trying to get whatever little bit is left. I, the worst is when you show, and it rarely has happened, but um, and you realize, oh, in my whole procedure this morning, I forgot to put on the deodorant. Uh huh. And then you're like, and I, that's why yeah. I have a backup deodorant in the drawer. In my uh, seriously, I do. Oh my god, yes. I didn't know. I that. have a razor, a toothbrush, and toothpaste. Would you ever let anybody borrow your deodorant, or is that a little too weird? <sighs> Yeah, I guess I would. Okay. Hmm. Do you remember the old band roll-ons? Yes. And they uh, were so wet. They That's were what my parents soaking used. wet. Yeah. And, and if you had hairy pits, like a guy, the ball would sometimes snag and get and, caught and rip hair out. Of your, you might as well use a mixer out of your armpit. Yeah, exactly. Hang on, Marissa. I love using Old Spice because I love the smell, um, like the like blue aqua sea breeze or whatever it's called. Okay. But there's no female equivalent of it. No kidding. I don't know. It's just like a gel that's not like a, a, um, a like runny gel. It's like a solid gel. There's from the same yeah. manufacturers. There's Old Whore. Oh, <laughs> Steve, what yeah. store do I buy that and in? It's, it's only online. I use Old Whore <laughs> deodorant. Yeah, I'm good, you stink. You got to use Old Whore. 
Uh, one of the things that I have not perfected is occasionally, and I do my best to buy the right deodorant. I'm, I'm not a slave to any particular scent or brand. Whatever yeah. will work is fine with me. And sometimes I'll get one and not realize that it's the white chalky kind. Oh. And say I'll, oh. say I'll be wearing a black T-shirt. So I'll put it on. And then I'll go and I put my shirt on, and like three hours later, I see all the white marks on the outside of my it's shirt that rolled over my armpit. And, cause you and have, I still can't do it. You have to remember to to, to put the shirt on because I always now. Do you put? Do you, I usually put my underarm deodorant on first, and then yep. the shirt on over. Yep, I know too. a lot of people put their shirts on, and that's the way to bypass that. I do the shirt first, and then specifically put the for that reason, yeah. and also because you know. I'm constantly changing, or if I don't like my outfit and I want it to wear something else, so I put it on at the end. I, I brush my toothpaste, and then I go, I, tell you, I take the shower, I come out, I do the deodorant, I do a little bit of sunblock, um, because I always have to wear it because I have vitiligo and make sure that everything's copacetic. So you put this early in the morning, you put sunblock on? Oh, yeah. You're supposed to, oh, yeah. Yeah. And then I, uh, and then I do the uh, a little bit of cologne. Sometimes I douche. I don't think yeah. I need to. <laughs> no. Do, a lot of people do say that doesn't even work. It doesn't, yeah. yeah, but <laughs> if, if you like the way it feels. It's a self-cleaning oven. If you like the way it feels, yeah. go ahead. I think I've told you this before, but the easy trick to get deodorant off of your shirt is you just take the exact same fabric, like another part of the shirt, and you rub that deodorant. Really? And it'll come right off. What? Yeah. So, like, if it's on the outside and you take a, a piece of the inside, just just rub the outside of the shirt where the deodorant is, and it'll come right off. Can you do that? Take the inside yeah, like, part? And... Yeah, you kind of finagle it a little bit, but yeah. Okay. I right. just take scissors and cut that part no, out. No, you don't have to do that. Too. That's what I'm, I'm going to go. Problem you avoid. I'm going to go to Mel. <laughs> we lost Mel earlier. We got Mel back on. You're on the air. Good morning, Mel. Hey, y'all. It's your favorite Pokemon Go player in BTS uh, Army. My BTS uh, pal, yes. Uh-huh. So, uh, <laughs> Go ahead, Mel. You were going to talk about gaming conventions and deodorant. Yes. So... As you know, I'm a big gamer. I used to work at GameStop, but I also play card games. I was seventh in the world in a card game. Wow. And we also run tournaments uh, for these card games. It's like Magic, but uh, I play Legend of the Five Rings, Game of Thrones. And for one of these tournaments, the smell was so bad that rule number one had to be that you have to smell okay. Like, you had to either wear deodorant. They literally wrote that down in the rules. It was literally in the floor. Room. All right. Well, there. there I mean, if they're, if they're go- that is amazing, Mel, because I've been to my share of like geeky conventions, and I never saw anything up sort of mandating that you have any level of hygiene. And Lord knows, people took advantage of not having to be hygienically correct. But uh, so they had to go the extra step to make sure people smelled okay. They had to go the extra step. Eventually, the company changed it to rule number two, and rule number one was have fun. Yeah. But rule number one <laughs> was you had to wear deodorant. Okay, was, Mel, was so- was there were there security sniffers there to check people out? <laughs> there, well, so the judges, if someone was so offensive that it was causing issues, they would have to come over and basically say. You're going to get a warning. You either have to change or you have to put deodorant on. At some conventions that I've been to, they will carry around, like, spray deodorant and things wow. like that. And wow. especially, there's one room in every gaming convention that you go to, if it's a board game convention, 
that smells the worst. Okay. <laughs> we got to see Catherine you know, in one of these things. <laughs> I think Catherine would be great there. I mean, te- thank you, Mel, by the way. Thank you for having me here today. Uh, you could use that as a diversionary tactic if, uh, you, if you wanted to, you know, yeah. rub something really nasty, stinky on you before you go in to play somebody. I mean, you technically you could do that, I guess. Uh, but maybe that's why they put a rule in place like I that. Keep our chicken under your arms. Yeah, I bet you wrestlers do that. Maybe. Because you got to get, like, real close to Yeah, people. you know what? That's actually... That's not a bad idea. Uh, yeah. Uh, I will go next to Nick. Hi, Nick. You're on the air. Good morning. <laughs> What's happening, Nick? What's going on, guys? So yeah, back but... when I used to play high school football, there was a city about 300 pounds. You used to never wear deodorant. So the locker room, like Casey was saying, would smell like hoagies so big <laughs> that not one day I had to... Uh, you know, I was a little kid in high school. You know, this kid was 300. Huge. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm like, I had to go up to him and break the news. I'm like, buddy, you kind of, you know, you're giving off this real bad smell, you know? So I'm thinking I'm going to get pummeled. This guy, he's just like, oh, man, he's like, I'm sorry, you know what I mean? So I hand him, believe it or not, I hand him secret. That's what I use because I have. And he ate it. (laughs) I used secret. I gave him the secret. I'm like, listen, dude, this is what you need to use. Never had a problem after that. That's well, that's very cool. And the fact that he, I mean, you're taking your life in your hands, going up to this giant and telling him he stinks, but he, uh, he responded in a good way. You know what? We should, thanks, Nick. We should put out a Twitter poll. What does body odor smell like? Because we've heard hoagie and di- uh, Doritos. 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 And now that I remember, I do remember associating smell with, I think, my own body odor. You ever, you ever sniff your own pit? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, occasionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to check. So I remember smelling when I was younger that I always thought that my, own armpit smelled like uh, onions and mustard. Really? Yes. Yeah. To get mixed together. Now, would you normally eat what? that? Yes. Okay, on, so on it's, a, it's pleasant for you. Yeah. So Maybe I, that's why. Mine, well, maybe you did actually, you're sweating out the onions. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, well, you can sweat it. out garlic. Yeah. Like if, you, yeah. if you eat a very garlic-based diet, and when you sweat, you can smell like garlic. Yeah. Which is a fairly pleasant smell. Can you smell sweat right out there, apple so. crumbles? Yeah. Apple crumbles. Let's try. I don't know. What about chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> yeah. I just want to see if, I, 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 if I'm missing an opportunity here to sweat out chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> yeah. um, so hoagies, Doritos, and mustard and onions. And I'm sure there are other people that have yeah. uh, a scent that they uh, basically have labeled as body odor. Well, you know, of course, we talked about this, that the old st- uh, belief is that when white people, Caucasians, get wet, they smell like dogs. Like wet dog. Right. Yep, and, and dogs' paws smell like... Uh, mm, corn chips, chips. Yeah. and mm-hmm. that is actually true. Yeah. Uh, so these these different things. I don't know. We we tend to be enamored of our own smell, right? Uh, to some extent, uh, enamored with our own. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's why the smell of your own farts is actually yeah. really good. It's a pleasant thing. Yeah. Really, Not always. It, it, no. It, well, <laughs> listen, you can. Yeah, you can every blow, single time. You can blow yourself out every now and then. <laughs> no, you but can. you're pretty proud of it. Well, yes, exactly. That's the, the fine yeah. distinction. Ooh, is even though it, right it, it may be. Well, horrible! You're like, oh my god, I'm a champion. I've well, had to leave the room from my own. You've no, a, you've offended yourself yes. with your own gas. I didn't say I wasn't proud of it. I wow. didn't like, man, that was strong enough to make me leave. Did you walk out cursing yourself? Yeah. Uh, what kind of animal am I? Kind of impressed. I honestly, Nick, I, I didn't think that was possible. Like, I, I, I swear to God, the worst that it smells for you, yeah, the best that it smells for me. Okay, mm-hmm. like I, you know, if it's a really bad one, I'm like, oh man, pressure's gonna be really. It's bad. like licking your elbow. It's yeah. almost impossible to do. Yeah, yeah, but if if you have one that's coming and you you can tell by the oh, it's gonna by, be bad. By the heat and so on, or, or the pressure, and and you know it's gonna piss me off. Do you actually go? Oh yeah, that's a good one. Uh, no, okay. no. You don't. You don't take a little sneak uh, sniff for yourself. All right. 
Oh, I always take it. All right, we need to go. Yeah, <laughs> okay. but I will say the, like, the, the cup, cup and the, the have you have you cupped recently? Sure. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I never cup. I never. never no, nah, you no. don't have to. I don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an old pro. Amateurs. It's also a good way to run a self-diagnostic. Absolutely. Like, I mean, there's there's a lot of medical relevant medical material yeah. to be ge- gleaned sure. from assessing your own odors. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm trying to make a case for cupping you your fart. I know you are. Like <laughs> I love giving myself a Dutch oven. Like. Really? Oh, oh if it's you'll, a really bad one. You'll pull the, the covers up? Not only, I will just sneak under the covers. I'll be like, I'm going to just lay here for a little bit. <laughs> Do you know oh, what's equally fun, Casey? Casey, crap in a pillowcase and pull it over your head. <laughs> Kathy, what do you think about the smell of your own gas? I, I think she, you guys are farm. disgusting humans <laughs> yeah. right now. I think, you pull, I, like, I think you're a liar. I, I think so, too. Uh, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm not pulling the covers over my head and enjoying my own stench like Casey. <laughs> yes, you are. No. No, she, she'll she enjoy your stench. <laughs> no, I, I don't think... I, I, we've talked about this before. You, you are very... Uh, I mean, obviously, the notion of passing gas liberally at home is not something that you do, correct? You don't think I'd pass gas at home? Is that no, what you I said? don't think you do. I don't think you stand in the middle of the room and go, ba-boom. Yeah, yeah he did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, get over here. I, I think you go into the conservatory. Pull my finger. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Preston, what is um, what alcohol smell uh, permeates oh. after, like, if, you, if you've had a hard night of drinking, I right? know exactly what it is, okay. and, and I, I have had to... When this product first came out, I enjoyed the taste of it, and oh. uh, and I sampled it. And I, I remember I had a, a a night of drinking, you know, like eight or nine of them. Yeah. And, and you guys remember? Oh it was, yes, it was Blue Moon. Yeah, yeah. In and fact, when we did the six jars of Fars for mixed martial arts, you the, made sure to drink Blue Moon the, <laughs> the night before. before I drank Blue Moon. I mean, okay, so that even grossed me out a little bit. <laughs> okay, uh, because it it gave me a bizarre. I don't know why, but I think of the color green when I sure. uh, when I think of that particular smell I think of that of the gas. Color green. I think of uh, green and Guinness <laughs> together. But <laughs> I uh, that is that's a surefire way to to have me blow it out. And I can have one or two and be okay. But if I'm gonna, I can't do a whole session of right. those. There's no way. It just it disagrees with me altogether. Does it affect your sweat as well? I don't know. Because I've had booze, uh, you know, I'll drink something and and then I'll smell like alcohol, not just from farts the next day, but from from literally sweating it out. It's amazing how quickly some of this stuff permeates. Asparagus is still an amazing scientific experiment. The fact that how quickly it... Like the very uh, next pee. The very next pee, it's processed that quickly. I'm getting a lot of texts coming in about Blue Moon. And in fact, someone here says Blue Moon equals wet salami. Whatever that means. That's revolting. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it means is disgusting. Uh, Yeah. Booze can definitely give you the... uh, I've never had that experience. I bet bet you've smelled it. You Uh, smelled it on other people? I just probably thought it was a a corpse rotting. (laughs) Wow. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, there's all types, but keep that in mind. The whole... Yeah. (laughs) That was from yesterday. We, we already, we, we listen, <laughs> we were talking way, about body odor, but we descended back to this. By the way, Casey made this for me yesterday because right. a texter had, uh, had pointed this uh, out, and I'm, I'm going to play this a little. Is it okay? No, well, no, no, Marissa played it. She, she was the one who Oh, put she made it. Together. I'm yeah. sorry. This is this little ditty. You ready for this? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, here we go. <laughs> You, you need to understand that we were playing a a, a corn clip that was in the band corn that was in the system yesterday, uh-huh. and yep. it's uh, go, go play a case. 
But oh, there oh, was the actual yeah, corn yeah, yeah. one? the corn clip. And at the end of it was just a bizarre raspberry sound fart that no one knew why it was on the end of that clip. Couldn't yeah. remember. Yes. Uh, and nobody was expecting it, so it ended up, like, just flooring us. Yeah, yeah it cracked us up. <laughs> Ka- uh, Kathy was Kathy was howling. <laughs> She fell about the place, Preston. This was him. All right, here we go. It was this. And and the little on the end of it was is not in the original clip, and we don't know how it ended up there. No, we and it and it just killed us. And we were because it was well, also uh, Monkey Schaefer's or no Brian Head Welch's uh, birthday yesterday from Corn. Yeah, and that's why we did that. Also, the way we listened to it was in slow motion first, so it was like this. So, it's still good. That's funny. It's still good. Uh, it's like the music of Chopin. So then we made the uh, the Green Acres thing. And, and, now we K- have... and then Casey started making up a few others off air. Well, yeah. Adam's Family was posted a couple oh, of times. Yeah. There were a number of suggestions for the Adam's Family. Yeah, yeah. we also had this one. Uh, hang on. Did a you record it or do you have uh, to no, do it I'm live? Gonna, I'll do it live because oh, I'm, I'm an old pro. Okay. All right. That's a hit. Do not tell me that's not a a hit in the clubs. Okay. All right, stop. Stop. I can't stand Kathy's laughing anymore. (laughs) She's writing up, she's writing new songs to add it to and handing it over to Preston. Mm -hmm. All right. Anyway, uh, apparently deodorant is starting to fizzle out in its popularity amongst the younger sect. That is according to this uh, particular poll that was done. I would hasten to suggest, though, that you sort of owe it to the people that are around you throughout the day to at least ensure that you are not offending with your body odor. Yeah. By the way, so far in our uh, Twitter poll that Marissa posted, uh, what does body odor smell like to you? Hoagies leads at 63%. Hoagies is, that's what I smell when I smell a rancid person. Oddly enough, followed by onions and mustard. Look at you. I'm not alone. Just 4% said Doritos. You are not alone. That's a a Jackson song. That's a who? Michael Jackson. Oh, it is. Yeah, I smell hoogies. And uh, (laughs) 5% replied with an answer, which we'll have to go through and check later. You smell like propofol. All right, so uh, we should take a break, but not before I remind you that we have a trip to give away. Two of them to be, or I'm sorry, this a grand prize of a trip to give away, but we have two qualifying prizes to give away in conjunction with Stranger Things 3, which is coming out on July 4th, by the way, on Netflix. So here's what you need to do. It's called the Upside Down Emoji Code. Casey has created an emoji code, one of his hardest ones ever, by the way. As well it should be. You'll need to decipher it, and later on we'll ask you to call in the designated caller who calls him with the correct answer is going to win a qualifying prize, which I'll tell you about in just a moment. Now, you can also text him what you think it is, and we will draw from the correct answers randomly and have one person also win a qualifying prize. The qualifying prize is a six-month subscription to Netflix, a Stranger Things Funko figure, and an invite to sit in this studio when we have David Harbour, who plays the chief of police in that series here in our studio. He's been in a lot of great movies, too. You know what he was in, Preston? You remember he was in the first Equalizer. Was he? Yeah, he was. He, yeah, he, he was. was. He was a, a dirty cop. Okay. Oh, yes. Yep. I I absolutely remember him in that, and he was also in Black Mass, and he was held the most recent Hellboy. He's in um, uh, the God. He's also not uh, the, the Suicide Squad. 
Oh, yeah. 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 So, anyhow... Uh, you'll have a chance to be here with us. It's going to be on June 25th, by the way. So, uh, Stranger Things launches July 4th on Netflix. Go check out the emoji code on our social media pages, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we'll see if you can uh, decipher that. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. I got some B-File stories, which are on the way next. Also joining us today, Chris Kattan and John Ratzenberger, who's in Toy Story 4, which is in theaters tomorrow. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. We're going to do the Bizarre File. We're going to do it right now. Now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. All right, I got a few stories to run by you. We'll go with this one. Stomach-churning footage has captured the moment that doctors pulled a foot-long parasitic worm from a woman's bowels. Uh, The patient, named only as Ms. Yang, has been battling abdominal pain for about a decade. Hey, it might have been the worm. After uh, multiple trips to the hospital, doctors in China discovered the roundworm on June 14th when they put an endoscope into the 41-year-old's intestines. Uh, The parasite was reportedly writhing in her bowel, which had uh, provided the ideal conditions for the worm to grow. Uh, Miss Yang is thought to have been suffering from uh, ascariasis infection. Ascariasis. Which can be caused by drinking contaminated water. She had reportedly gone to the hospital several times over the years with medics being unable to diagnose the source of her abdominal discomfort. So she would actually feel the thing writhing within her? I guess so. For 10 years. She'd been feeling this, and there was a worm living inside of her for that wow. long. Yeah, I guess the ten wor- years, man. Yeah, the free ride was over though at that point. Uh, Miss well, Yang- um, it's, all good things come to an end. Yeah, Miss Yang's medics uh, and Doctor Li Zhuan had encouraged her to have an endo- endoscopy so he could better understand the problem. He was shocked to discover the worm had taken up residence in her bowel. God, he said it. It had provided the ideal condition for the parasite to grow. Uh, and they uh, started getting her on uh, anti-parasitic drugs, and she is now doing better. A friend of mine years ago had a tapeworm, and that was a wonderful experience. Really? Yeah, yeah. A woman in Oregon was fighting for her life Tuesday after plunging 16 stories down the garbage chute of a Portland condo oh. a day earlier. We talked about trying this on the air one time. You remember that when they were doing, uh, they had a garbage chute here? Yeah, but that it was one, a couple of stories. That one like curved out. It curved. Yeah, so this one went straight down. Whoa! Witnesses reportedly said the woman got into the garbage chute and then fell sixteen stories. Wow! Before landing in the garbage collection area, firefighters found the woman in the garbage and transported her to the hospital. Life-threatening injuries. Uh, she had. She was not a resident of the building and had sustained head injuries in the fall. Uh, She was reported to be in her late 20s, and it was not known how she got into the building or why she entered into the garbage chute. Yeah. I mean, it's a a shaft. It goes straight down. You're going to die if you get in there, most likely. Indian police have recovered the body of a stuntman who went missing in the Huli River on Sunday while attempting a daredevil trick. So he's like kind of like a David Blaine kind of guy? Yeah, or, or just any escape yeah, artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chanchal Lahiri, uh, better known by a stage name, uh, Jadugar Mandrake. Oh, okay. Uh, a, or Wizard Mandrake, was undertaking an escape stunt near the Howrah Bridge where he was tied up with steel chains and a rope and lowered into the water. 
He was expected to free himself and swim to the surface as he had done many times before. Yet worried spectators, which included a team, uh, included team members and his family, launched a frantic search along the banks of the river after he failed to emerge 30 minutes later. I mean, it was all, you know... Murky and stuff. You couldn't see him once. I saw a picture as, as they were lowering him in. It was a. It's a filthy <clears throat> river, uh, or whatever it was. But it was a mess. So he goes down, and then they they plucked his body out, and he was he was still dressed in all the performance garb, wasn't uh, he? Yeah, I believe so. Well, uh, no, they they found him down the way, but yeah, he was definitely uh, you know wearing. Yeah. He didn't get out of anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before being lowered into the water, he had told the crowd, "If I can open it up." It, then it will be magic. But if I can't, it will be tragic. <laughs> well, he was right. Uh, police had found the magician's body on Monday evening around two kilometers from the site of the incident. Uh, the body was identified by his brother, and police investigation, investigation has been launched into how the accident occurred. Now, uh, Lahiri had, prior to the stunt Sunday, had said that he had completed a similar act 21 years ago at the same location. He said, I was inside a bulletproof glass box tied with a chain and locks and dropped down from the bridge. Then I came out within 29 seconds. He also attempted a similar stunt at the river in 2013, but he drew scorn from onlookers after he had, was seen escaping from a locked cage through a door and was reportedly beaten and punched by spectators oh, following that. Well, I could see why he's in this line of work. Uh, right? This must be very exactly. fulfilling. So they realize it wasn't real magic, yeah. so they beat him up over All right, it. I'll do it for real this time. Now he's dead. Any plans on trying it again? I don't think so, because he's dead. Yeah, that's a good point. A man staying at a lodge in Tasmania, Australia, witnessed a horrifying scene. It was a large huntsman spider eating what appears to be a pygmy possum. Did, Did you see this footage, Kathy? No. The it's it's terrifying. It it, it what an, <laughs> what an effed up continent. I, I, there's oh just nothing. There's yeah. just nothing. I mean, Preston, we've talked about insects and they're mindless. There's just nothing. Cold, calculating, nothing. Uh, the large arachnid clung on to the side of the door, clutching its prey and creeping out its unsuspecting audience. <laughs> what the uh, hell? Justine Latin's husband, Adam, was staying in the lodge when they spotted the unsettling scene. Uh, she shared the pictures that her husband took of the spider on Facebook, captioning the grisly image with possum eating spider taken my husband taken by my husband at Mountain Field Lodge. Uh, after appearing on the social media site, the pictures quickly went viral and garnered thousands of shares. Justine said, pygmy possums are quite common up here. We reckon the spider probably just saw an opportunity and went for it. It was one of the biggest huntsman spiders he'd ever seen. And Tasmanian pygmy, pygmy possums are the smallest of the pygmy possums, I believe. So it was a match made in heaven. Yeah, she said huntsman spiders will sometimes take a small lizard or a frog, but mammals are not their usual diet. They had to catch the pair and release them outside in order to open the door. But it's it's nasty looking. I'm, on this second photo, you can see that the, the spider is holding the pygmy possum by its, by its jaws, by its mandibles, but it's also holding itself up against the wall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very yeah. strong. Easily. Yeah, yeah yep. no problem. All right, and then uh, let's see. Do I have time for one last story? Let's find one. Yeah, let's go with this one. Here's another creepy crawling, and it happened in our general vicinity. Uh, officials say a Pennsylvania woman was bitten on the arm by a venomous snake. When she went to her basement to do her laundry, the Reading Eagle reports that the woman called 911 Tuesday morning to report that she'd been bitten by a rattlesnake. Authorities said it was actually a two-foot-long copperhead. No, well, that's better. Uh, they found it on the shelf next to the washing machine. So it was just hanging out in the wash. Right next to the bounce. Uh, police called the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission, which bagged the snake, moved it to a safe location. Uh, the woman was taken to the hospital. Her condition isn't known. 
Uh, the commission says the copperhead's bite is seldom life-threatening as long as the victim gets prompt medical attention. But there are rattlers in the area. There are. There are, definitely. The copperhead is the most common venomous snake in Pennsylvania, by the way. Can't say I've ever seen one in the wild, though. I have seen, uh, last year, hiking, and this year I saw one again, a uh, fair amount of snakes. Yeah. And there you go. That's what I have for you in the bizarre file. What? I forget how the old saying goes: "Red touches yellow, kill, yeah. kills a fellow." Yeah, or you're mellow. Well, when I went on red. that hike, we talked about yes. it, and a couple people called in about the red snakes and the yellow snakes. Yeah, I think which that's, is the red, red snake is a, at dawn. They're okay. I think it's the coral snakes. <laughs> oh, uh, that oh. now you're bringing another color into it. Red touches no, yellow, no. kills a fellow. Red touches black, friend of Jack. Yeah. Who comes up with these dumb sayings? Coral snake versus the yeah, the scarlet, the king snake. Basically, mm-hmm. they they look almost identical, but unless you have time to sit there and do well, that yeah, that little right. you know thing, <laughs> that little uh, yeah. I like the other device. saying: kill all snakes with a shovel. Kill all snakes with a shovel. Yeah. By the time you figure it out, it's bitten you, and you've now uh, you now have poison. Let me see is that red, black, <laughs> red, black. Okay. I had a friend who uh, <laughs> killed a rattlesnake with a shovel, cut its head off, but then like you, you ha- it still has the venom in its uh, in its teeth and its fangs, and, and you're supposed there's like a you're supposed to do something with that like you got to like wrap it up and you're supposed to mail it to uh, Boston it. Mass. Three- <laughs> oh, that Zoom. Yeah. Oh, two one three five four. Um, all right. Anyhow. I would like to remind you that we do have a chance for you to win a pretty cool thing. Uh, the grand prize is awesome. It's a trip to Los Angeles for season three premiere of Stranger Things. Airfare, two nights hotel, unlimited wrist, ride wristbands for Pacific Park, two passes to the premiere, and a bunch more. But you got to win the qualifying prize first. And here's how you do that. Uh, you go to our social media pages. We're doing the upside-down emoji code. Kate's came up with emoji code. It's a very difficult. I didn't get anywhere near figuring it out. But if you can figure it out, Jot it down, what you think it is. And, in fact, text it over to us to 39333 because you might win that way. We have two ways to win. We're going to take a designated caller later on who knows the emoji code, and we're going to grab a random texter who gets it correct. And if you do win the qualifying prize, you're going to end up with a six-month subscription Netflix, a Stranger Things Funko figure, and an invite to sit in the studio when Hopper is here. That's David Harbour is actually going to be in our studio on June 25th. And you'll be qualified for the grand prize trip to L.A. Pretty cool thing. Eleven's quasi-dad. Yeah. Uh, The Stranger Things 3 premiere is coming out on July 4th, and that is only on Netflix. So get on that. We're going to take a quick break. We will return in just a moment. Go check out the emoji code. We'll be back shortly. Steven Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Whether your budget's $500 or $5,000, Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. IHateStevenSinger.com. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Tonight, tonight, hot damn tonight. Hot damn. Tonight's the uh, mutiny on the Mishulu, Mewtwo. Yeah, yeah, six to nine. So uh, people are asking about the weather. The weather's not a concern because the deck is covered. There's actually two parts of the deck that we are holding the mutiny on the Mishulu, Mewtwo on. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're covered. They have weddings and stuff up there all the time. So you don't need to worry. Dress comfortably, whatever you'd wear on the deck of a of a cool ship, and, and prepare for a good time. So that's all in effect 
Tickets online uh, that will wrap around 1 o'clock this afternoon. So if you still haven't ordered, uh, get your tickets. I know Casey said you're going to give a shot to coming down tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, Nick, you're going to come on down. Kathy said you, you might give a shot. Pierre's... Yes, I'm going to try to come down there. Yeah, so uh, Dr. Mike is going to swing by. Uh, so c- come on down early. You might get a, a tiny bit wet, but if you're up on the deck, you're going to be fine. I couldn't and... make it last year, and people were just raving about it. And and like you said yesterday, Casey, this thing is just a party, you know? And so it, it's such a cool location anyway. I'm really excited about it. It's going to be an awesome time. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, come on down, and, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, whoever comes down. And then uh, it's on to year three and on to my eventual heart attack. Hey, you can buy tickets at the door, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. you can. Yeah, All right, yeah. cool. Yeah. Don't want to make it that. But it will, it will sell out eventually because there is a, there, well, there's a capacity that we hit. So he'll, if you, you know, you're forewarned. All right. Yeah. Thank Good you. to know. Excellent. Good luck with everything. Hey, uh, you know, every now and then uh, something that I realize I have, have don't have the ability to do, I'll, I'll come across something I'm like, Wow, I can't believe that's that's pretty simple, and I don't know how to do that, and I feel pretty stupid. I, I realized yesterday that that happens with <clears throat> everyone uh, because we had a meeting yesterday, a staff meeting, and we were going to make this little video, <clears throat> and I was surprised to find out how many people did not know how to operate yes. a kazoo. <laughs> yeah, The kazoo might be the easiest instrument. Mm. There you go. Nick still has his. Yeah. Even even if you want to call it an instrument. But uh, yes, there were several people that didn't even know <laughs> what end to use. How <laughs> they started just blowing through it. And how does this work? And uh, well, give give the. I thought it was awesome for those who have never used a kazoo because you don't really kind of blow into it. You, 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 hum. you hum into it. Yeah, yeah, that's all you do. You just you you put it on your mouth and you hum. go ahead. Case. Well, some You're people don't right i just did it earlier and i couldn't do it for some reason it didn't it didn't sound right but uh, well you got to hit the right tone and then you're off and running sarah Sarah asked me she goes which end so i showed her and then i looked at her i'm like you did the exact opposite i said the other (laughs) end and she was like all right now what do i do she really did i mean she got it but she didn't know what to do it was her and marissa and pierre (laughs) yeah which Pierre was around for the Louis Louis parade, which was all kazoos. Yeah. Right, I guess he's out of practice. I, I guess know. so. All right. Marissa, hold on. She's got hers by her. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And that's Marissa playing the kazoo. Wait, hum. Dude, you hum. You hum. <laughs> no, don't you blow. Don't even blow. Don't, don't blow, blow at all. Just hum. <laughs> no, you're you're still going. <laughs> you're doing go, it. Uh, there you go. So if you feel stupid, just keep in mind there are people that don't know how to use a kazoo. Listen, yesterday you felt stupid because you didn't really have the tie mastered, how to tie That's a tie. Right, and yeah. you went into a room full of people who didn't know how to use a kazoo. I felt it's all relative. Better. Yeah. Well, see, better. you just did what I do sometimes, and I it, it sounded like you said guzoo and not a kazoo. Yeah, but kazoo. It's kazoo, but okay. that stupid character on the Flintstones make me it makes great, me mess great up. Great kazoo. The yeah. Great kazoo. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, listen, I saw this story, and I'm curious if this ended up happening, but apparently there were um, dozens of adult performers that were set to picket Instagram's headquarters in Silicon Valley yesterday. I heard about this, yeah. Yeah, the inconsistency of the rules, they say, has led to hundreds of thousands of account suspensions and is imperiling their livelihoods, according to them. Adult performers are leading the protest, uh, but other users, including artists, sex workers, queer activists, sex education platforms, and models, say that they've been affected by the platform's opaque removal system. This actually is a criticism that's running across everything, from yep. Twitter to Facebook to YouTube. 
you know, what are the rules? Well, the reason, they seem really arbitrary. The reason being is people will get blocked or have their, their accounts suspended, and then they're not given a reason as to why. That is a huge all. issue. Yes. So what do we do? You know and, what I and mean? And it's funny because, like, in some cases, like on Instagram, so if somebody, you know, somebody, I, I, if there's somebody I'm checking out on Instagram, I'll, I'll, I'll just immediately follow them. Or somebody sends me, anybody who sends me something and they're on Instagram or reaches out to me, I just follow them back. Same thing on Twitter. I just follow them back. So I, I follow a lot of people. And you'll see a bizarre, there'll be, like, one of these Instagram models who's getting away with abject murder within the pictures and they're fine, and then someone else does something that seems rather artistic, mm-hmm. and they get taken off. Often yeah. depends on the number of followers they have. If you, you think have that's more, the case, if yeah. you have more followers, you're more likely to get flagged. Uh, so somebody like Sarah Clayton, who has a lot of followers, yeah. uh, she's more apt to get flagged by somebody than somebody who is an up and coming Instagram model who can get away with a little bit more. It, it's not necessarily the content of the photo that gets I, you in trouble. I don't know though because I know somebody who's constantly getting uh, suspended, and I, I'm not positive, but I don't think she has you know a ton of followers. It, it's Shelly, our friend Shelly. She really? is, she constantly gets suspended from social media, like okay. every platform, because I guess Brought her in. boobs and cleavage are so giant. I don't know. Okay, but if people report you, if anybody reports you, then you're also you can get in trouble that way. So too. maybe someone's reporting her. Yeah. So I think they they want to know. They, they would like to get an answer as to why their account is being suspended, and maybe they can be you know more proactive about or, or at least know. Precautions. Yeah, exactly. No, no. How to how to play nice? But yeah. uh, that is that that effect that was really been an issue with YouTube where they don't you know, they, a lot of times they Man. just they yank you off. I was yeah, at my, no parent, pun my no. parents' house the other night and um, we were just having dinner and we wanted to watch something on YouTube. So I, I, I uh, did the voice control remote thing and and I'm not kidding, it's just a full-on man without his pants on in, in in an excited state came up as one of the suggested videos on YouTube on YouTube what? I didn't I didn't even know that that was possible but they have I, the YouTube app on their on their Apple TV I thought they I thought that was not that was completely verboten on YouTube That's what I thought Steve yeah. but it was a, a full on dude uh, Oh it might have been dude tube <laughs> No it was regular YouTube and okay. it was What was the video do you recall Graphic I X'd out of that video as quickly as possible I actually was curious because uh, I wanted to see it for myself. <laughs> no, was, the right way to do a helicopter. Right? Well, no, I'm curious. I'm curious I as was to too. like what that actual video is. And I was wondering, Casey, if it was just a still mm-hmm. shot that had nothing to do with what the video was underneath. It's, it's quite more, possible that yeah. it has not been flagged yet. That too. Yeah, yeah. that it, that it's still in the and uh, because a lot of times, it, it, listen, as comprehensive as you would imagine, just think about the amount of people on a daily basis who are uploading videos to YouTube yeah. and the amount of policing that has to take place to get to them all mm-hmm. because they. Yeah, well, here we go right now. Uh, it, it, it's, it says, uh, take, take that off. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah slow yeah, motion. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, uh, Amberlynn porn star. Remember yes. Amberlynn, of course. Of I course. I love Amberlynn back in the day. Uh, her, she's a wonderful actress. So this is better than a number of great films. She said her account was terminated without warning or explanation two months ago. She had more than a hundred thousand followers. She said, I sent Instagram multiple emails, uh, through my lawyer and they will still not tell me why they did it. Uh, and he said they do not answer you. They do not give you an opportunity to correct any problems or even tell you what problems they had to begin with so you can avoid it in the future. I think that's happened here with the radio station. It has, before. I believe, with Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. There was, now there were pictures, uh, as from what I understand, of the Camp Out for Hunger. So it was just basically pictures of the a ch- a charitable event we're doing. But in the back were banners 
from the people who are, you know, supporting and, and um, providing financial resource to put on the camp out for hunger. They took that as an advert. We don't even know if this is it, but it's the supposition. Yeah, that's we the only, don't know for a fact. That's the only. But that's the only thing we could. We could say, well, maybe it was this. But yeah. They won't answer you. And mm. Facebook owns Instagram. So Correct. I wonder how much of oh. Facebook's influence there is on Instagram's policies. Probably a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, and in fact, there was a, uh, the Adult Performers Actors Guild, which is the largest labor union for the adult film industry, said that Instagram has removed the accounts of more than a, a thousand adult performers so far this year and we're not talk- without, without explanation. And we're not talking straight up like, like Amber Lynn. We're talking about people who are, you know, who do kind of like, I'm se- not really sexy sure. pictures on. Yeah, maybe. I know that we, we know some people have had their accounts, uh, that have been suspended because yeah. they were putting, now, uh, you'll see some people push the boundaries with their censorship <laughs> and just absolutely the tiniest little sliver of a of a, a blurring yeah. of a nipple or something like that. And uh, and they get away with it. But That's you know, what I do. I, I blur my nipple. Even when I'm wearing shirts, I just blur my nipples. I mean, just for yeah, fun. Just in case. Sure. Uh, let's see. Let me go to Gina. Hi, Gina. Good morning. Hi, you guys rock. Thank you, Gina. What's up? So I called in because for the for about a year now, I've been blocked on and off by Instagram, uh-huh. and I can't figure out why. Now, I have, like, the most boring Instagram page. It's like <laughs> me, my friends, my pets. Right. A I standard, a standard Instagram. Picture. Yeah. What's that? A standard Instagram account. Right. Yeah. Like, it's pretty lame. I yeah. think there's, like, one picture of me in a bathing suit, and that's about it. Like, nothing exciting. And I cannot figure out why. I tried contacting them. Like, it'll say, I'll try to like somebody's picture. I'll try to comment. I'll try to post. And it'll say, like, you are not able to at this time because of our content policy and something that you have, blah, blah, blah. And they don't tell you. I mean, yeah. you can't even address it. So at that point, you're you're sort of left to, to languish in uh, in, in this stasis, not knowing what, how you can correct the situation. Right. I'm like, what, what am I doing wrong? And then a couple times I'll get a message that'll pop up and it'll say, um, you have a link in your profile. It can, you know, your profile contains a link that is inappropriate. I have no link. Like, it just says my name and, like, that I have pets and I like kickboxing. Well, like, really, that's it. Well, Gina, what, what, and also, what if someone has compromised your account or is, has a, a fake account or you, you can't even address that because they're not giving you a clear enough reason. Or somebody who doesn't like you as a vendetta has falsely flagged you or exactly. reported you, you know, sometimes they can do that. Yeah, part of me thought maybe that could have been it because I refused to accept my mom. So I wonder if she's like... <laughs> Your mom's targeted you. <laughs> Why, that bitch. Nice. Yeah, no. All right, good luck with that. Thank you. I didn't get suspended for this, but I got like uh, an alert on my Facebook account. Um, I use those, um, the yard sale sites. Yeah. And I posted something to sell. Uh, and it was Nike, and I put Nike in the description. You can't do that. Okay, you have to just put like workout shoes, and then they'll then they click on it and they see that they're Nikes. Wow. If you use the brand name, you get an alert. I was just reading something about uh, Facebook. So Facebook for a while was dabbling with the uh, starting up their own Bitcoin. Yeah, and so and, oh, so, and so magically crypto during the currency. T- cryptocurrency during yeah. magically during that time, all ads for other cryptocurrency disappeared off Facebook. Oh. Wow. You know, yeah, 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 Zuckerberg yeah. put the the edict out. This is why I I think it's only right that all of these all of these companies are being examined because 
you know, there's for this exact reason. People are deriving income off of some of these sites, and it can impact them severely. I saw another interesting thing about uh, Facebook, and it's uh, researchers have figured out a way to predict mental health and diabetes status based on the language of a Facebook post. Yeah, this is really weird. The data showed, for example, that Facebook users who write posts containing the words drink and bottle were more likely to abuse alcohol, which isn't that strange. But those who posted the words God or pray were at 15 times higher risk of having diabetes than others who didn't use those words as much. And what do they attribute that to? I don't know. Researchers looked at 21 different conditions, and they found all 21 were predictable just through analyzing Facebook. I, they didn't explain why, but they say that that somehow a reason it it correlates. To They're that. analytics, the same the same algorithms that take you off because you had a picture of your two year old taking a bath in the tub, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if next year's presidential election will make people really leave Facebook because they've been leaving a lot over the last few years. In 2016, hurt. Facebook quite a bit. Made me leave. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I think that there are a lot of reasons why people get frustrated with Facebook, but I, I still believe politics is the number one reason. I haven't been on Facebook in a long time. I For a while, I was using that uh, social fixer, but it's just, it's you immerse yourself, and I've... It's not fun. You, no, I mean, it, for it's me, supposed yeah. to be an, it's supposed to be a fun thing, yep. and uh, it's so vitriolic. Here's another uh, piece of tech information. I through a technology and all these stories. Is this for you. Tech Head uh, Preston? It could be. I don't know. Oh. If you wanna, it, if, if it's you, time for Tech Head Preston. If you want to create a new guy for me, that's fine. But we'll have to are, work on this. Let, let me come up with a uh, uh, Doogie Howser? The, I was like, I'm... Oh, okay. How about Megabytes? Uh, megabytes. Uh, or IT. We could do something with IT. I don't How about know. An, another stupid segment? How yeah, about that? I like that better. It's time for another stupid segment. All right, so your smart speaker, meaning your uh, your Alexa or uh, your Amazon Echo. I'm trying not to Google. use the words. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Your Google thing, all yeah. these things. Uh, could save your life one day. University of Washington researchers developed a tool to detect the specific gasping sound a person makes when they're going into cardiac arrest. Playing Allman Brothers. Yeah, you're slobbering all over your... Playing Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Uh, they found that uh, the smart speakers were correct in identifying uh, this breathing 97% of, time, of the time. You are gasping. Uh, developers hope that one day this tool could be rolled out to market and could alert those nearby that a person needs CPR and will call 911 if there is no response. Well, your uh, a lot of watches these days are, you know, they're able to take your your, Mine your life functions. I, yeah. you know, like I, I yours does, Steve. Yeah, so so it's always it's always monitoring my. Uh, it's just your it's, heart it's rate, natural your breathing. Mm-hmm. In fact, yeah, Rochelle gets stuff that breathe. tells her to remind her to breathe. Breathe, yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. When well, she gets talk- really angry and she's holding her breath, sorry, case. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, usually, it's when we're watching something on TV that's really <gasps> tense. Mm-hmm. And it, she's yeah. like, she'll, she'll go, it just reminded me to breathe. Or he says, go check your husband. He's looking at porn. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that would just be yeah. all the time. But I was talking to Dr. Mike about this, and he has recommended to some of his patients to get the Apple Watch. Yeah. And then I suggest, where I asked whether or not it, he thinks we'll get to a point where your insurance will pay for uh, an Apple Watch. 
I'm getting an emergency a flash flood warning. Here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Marissa, two. do me a favor because uh, see if you can look this up. It's called an agonal breathing or an agonal gasp. A G O N A L. See if you can find some audio of what that sounds like. We have so it. That's okay. <laughs> that's Ooh. what it sounds like when yeah. you're having a heart attack. <laughs> no, if you're going into cardiac arrest, there's some kind of a a sound that you make that is. It's uh, described as end of life. Oh, really? Like a death rattle. Like yeah. A, that's what I'm thinking, oh, a death yeah. rattle. Or like, a, look, Casey, it's, it's, a, it's a, a punctuated gas um, emissions, usually two at okay. once. Oh, is that yeah, what yeah, yeah. Like, oh. It's like uh... yeah. Someone called 911 <laughs> immediately, please. <laughs> Playing Allman Brothers. <laughs> Playing Skinner. Uh, but anyhow, they're... Starting Preston and Steve podcast. They're, work, they're working on that. Oh, no. <laughs> Send them fast. The Agonal Rhythm is also a fun-loving uh, rock and roll band. Seriously? <laughs> yes. The Agonal Rhythm. In the Finger Lakes. Okay. Mm, Got to get there. Yeah. Uh, so 97% of the time, apparently, this uh, this piece of tech can pick up on that. Did you, So, um, wow. all right, so if she's grabbing that sound, yeah. the, the, the thing earlier about the mosquito... Um, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's I would a, like to hear what that sounds a local, like. A local park that yeah. is uh, using a sonic uh, recording. Uh, it's it's a, it's a piece of audio that that is a high pitch squeal of sorts. Yeah, and if you're over twenty five, you can't hear it. So they're trying to they're trying to uh, keep kids out of this area from loitering around at night in this park. So they're playing this. It's in the city parks. Annoying sound at night. The one downside is it it tells mosquitoes there's a party in town. That's yeah. right. That's right. Whoop. Uh, yeah, if you're over 25, you can't hear it. So they're, I've I've heard of that before. I've heard of them using these uh, before, but not around here. No, no. And the fact that they have them uh, at a number of places now is pretty wild. 31 yeah. city-run locations in Philadelphia. No kidding. Wow. Uh, well, Marissa is uh, digging in for a couple of those sounds. Uh, I can bring up this other thing. Uh, ab- That's it. <laughs> it's Megabytes. That's my tech music. With Preston Elliott. Techno, I guess. Uh, if if you use apps like uh, Google Maps or Waze, yeah. uh, it's, of course, convenient, but it could have consequences for your health down the line. British diplomat David Barry, Barry cautions that motorists who rely heavily on navigation apps restrict their brain's ability to hold memory and problem solve. Other experts say the hippocampus, the part of the brain that controls navigation, is the first to deteriorate in people with dementia. So we must work to keep our sense of direction. We need our hippos sharp and, and focused. Instead of uh, relying on these. I And, and I have become... Do you? You're, you're, you're addicted, become, right? I've become fairly dependent because they're so great. And the main reason that, that I love Waze is it will route you, uh, not just the proper way to get there, but it will route you uh, according to traffic. So when I was headed to St. Louis the other day, and I was headed down the Blue Route, which I didn't know at noon on Friday that yes. the traffic starts on the Blue Route because I never head down that way on Friday. Uh, and it started rooting me off Westchester Pike and in through neighborhoods and all this stuff. I'm like, I, w- I would have absolutely, positively, without question, missed my flight if I didn't have yeah. that. So I will follow ways blindly if I have to. I mean, it's the one thing that's supported from second to second by other motorists. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's the deal. Now, do you do, is it through your phone or does it go through your dash? Through my phone. Okay. And so uh, I was, when I was going for physical therapy with my shoulder, I used that to get to the location. And I went there several times, at least yeah. eight or ten times. I couldn't tell you how I got there now. 
Well, because I know where it is, so you can see a point to this. I, I couldn't tell you the route that I took. Yeah, that the exact road because I went through some neighborhood areas where it's kind of all looked the same to me. Yeah, I didn't. I don't pay attention to the street names. I just followed it, and you know, when it says turn left in five hundred feet, I turn left. You Sometimes know? if I'm driving to a place and I'm, I'm uh, you know, I I will that I've been to even a number of times before. I'll still put on the GPS just to make sure that if you know, as I'm zipping along or whatever, that I don't get. You know, because sometimes I've driven blindly. Uh, it was happened a couple months ago. I, I I started to get on seventy six heading into the city while I was driving here. I'm mm-hmm. like, the hell am I doing? I use ways to go down to the shore. Oh, oh okay, okay. Sorry, that was uh, not supposed to happen. <laughs> that actually wasn't me. <laughs> what? That's the agonal response. Uh, is, is that thing. it? Yeah. Wow, I, that, that would be alarming. So your 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 devices will hear that and assume you're dying. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So. <laughs> Usually, I'm the one who hits buttons that uh, <laughs> play it again. Uh, do the wrong thing. So listen. So that's a sign that you're in a very yeah. Yeah. critical stage. Now let's hear the real thing. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is apparently what this sounds like. It oh. sounds like somebody breathing. That's me getting angry. Yeah. That's, hang on a second. Here's another one. Hang on. Oh, God. That's uh, Kathy. Kathy's going to puke. No. No, it's like scary. Oh, really? Yeah. Hang on, Marissa. So it's hard to find exactly what it is because all the sounds I found are just people um, showing you what to do on YouTube if if you find someone like this. So these people are fine and imitating the sound, but pretty much they're saying it's two short breaths okay. in under 10 seconds. How about this clip? Is this it? Yeah. I didn't have any hair in my balls! Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, he's dying! <laughs> Yeah. I didn't have any hair in my balls. The patient patient will first admit to having no hair on his testicles, <laughs> and then will collapse. <laughs> then he'll seem euphoric, but then complain about bees. Yeah. I didn't have any hair in my balls. <laughs> then he'll seem euphoric and complain about And then about instantly bees. complain about bees. Uh oh. <laughs> that guy's Those are trouble. two of the three oh things that indicate God. you're on your way to a yeah. early death. All right, to finish my thought real quick, uh, I use ways to go down to the shore all the time, but I don't like I, I turn it on the second I leave my house. But I I know how to get to the blue route, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter what time of the day. Like I know what time of the day to go down uh, two fifty two, and I know what time to go down three twenty, and I know what time to go down the the back roads. Right. But it isn't until I get to the Blue Route where I actually start to use Waze because Waze is going to tell me whether or not to go 95 North to the Walt Whitman or 95 South to the Commodore Barry. But uh, I, I don't like to use Waze just to get out of my general area well, because point, I'm familiar the, with the it. The point of the original story yeah. here is that people are, are just turn themselves over to this without engaging their minds yes. uh, as... It's a bit of problem solving. But I also had to turn the sound off of whether I'm using just the, the regular Google Maps or Waze <laughs> because of that very reason. Because I'll make a left when it wants me to make a right. And then it goes, you know, rerouting, rerouting. No, yeah. no, make a U-turn. And, and I'm not listening to them right now. Yeah. Right. yeah. When there's a, a alert of a police officer in the area, you should have this. Yeah. I didn't have any hair in my balls! <laughs> <laughs> Hang on a second. All right. By the way, uh, we're going to have Chris Catan on at 9. Do we need a break or are we just going to stick around? Uh, we should just stick around. Okay. Uh, let me go to Lee, who is an EMT, wanted to comment on the 
Uh, is it agonal breathing? Is that how you pronounce it, Lee? Yeah, it's agonal. Agonal, okay. I was cracking up when you said agonal. <laughs> yes, agonal. agonal. Yeah, agonal. come on, he's agonal. He's pre-law. Um, but yeah, it is. It is two short, uh, quick breaths, and it's kind of almost. Sometimes it could sound um, like someone having uh, like constriction in their chest. Like I don't know if you ever heard of anybody wheezing or whatever, but it's a very like deep, almost like a gurgle wheeze. It's. Um, kind of disturbing to hear really i can imagine uh, it is um very distinct so so okay. then is All that right. immediately followed by as i uh, said before uh, an immediate sense of euphoria and then an instant fear of bees <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i've, I've never personally experienced it okay thanks no lee before you go is it different than what you hear before somebody dies um well it depends but yeah i mean it's going to, it's hard to imitate, but it's more like a. <clears throat> okay. And it's usually twice like that? It'll be, yeah, a little bit, maybe a little slower, maybe a little quicker, but usually, <clears throat> yeah. They're gasping for air, legit gasping for air. Oh, do you remember, oh, do you remember Soupy Sales, Preston? He had, uh, Thank you, Lee. Our thing, no the, uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Something like that. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. You have a number of people who have heard it before, and uh, but, it was right before somebody had died, and just uh, it was terrible. You don't want to hear it. Is it the death rattle? Is it? I don't know because uh, I. You or is know, that an actual thing you get as uh, as a gift I think before that's, you die? <laughs> again, <laughs> that's as basically the last bit of breath right. is coming out of somebody's body, right? And, and their their muscles have just completely let go, and everything. <sighs> just it's uh you know. That's a, a terrifying sound as well. I've, I've been. Have you ever been in a room when when someone died? No, mm. I have. Oh, and I heard that too. There yeah. was like a. It was almost like fluid. I guess that was coming up, and and that's what oh. it is. Like that's the rattle. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys have both heard that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to, mm. sorry to I, hear that. I didn't know. I didn't exactly know what was going on. Like I thought that he was still alive, and they were like, "No, he's gone. He's yeah. gone." I was Whoa. like, "Oh God." Okay. Wow, interesting. Well, we're going to wrap up that conversation right there, folks, with the death rattle. And we're moving on to our next guest, who's been here before. Yes. And he has a book out, and it's Makes the Waves. There's some very interesting things that he's uh, mentioned in this. It's wild. It's a memoir called uh, Baby Don't Hurt Me, uh, Stories and Scars from SNL. Oh, that's from the song. Yes, Night of the Roxbury. How about that? (laughs) Uh, It's now on Amazon or online stores. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Chris Kattan. Hey, Chris. Good morning. How are you? We're doing good, man. How about yourself? I'm doing great. I'm. Uh, it's a little early over here. Well, <laughs> well, it's early over there too. Well, it? we appreciate yeah. you uh, checking in, especially not with the. Oh, you're welcome. We have been actually reporting on things that have been coming up. That you know, little snippets that have been revealed. You know, that are contained within the book, which, as Preston said, is "Baby, Don't Hurt Me." Yeah. Uh, and um, mm-hmm. so. You know, when you're writing a, a book like this and you're putting it together, and obviously, and I've read some of the reviews, and they said, you know, it's very candid and very out there, funny, and, and, and the reviews are really good. But uh, are, are there points there where you're sitting thinking, yes, no, do I put this in, do I keep this out, or, or did you just go all in right from the beginning? Um, well, from the very beginning, I think I was uh, more all in than uh, not all in, you know, and then yeah. I... Uh, and then I did some editing. I mean, well, more than just some, yeah. Then, then more editing. I think it's easier to, uh, you know, just throw everything out there and then to uh, pick out what's best and what's not best, you know. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of stories that I said that were 
you know, there's, there's a lot of stories, you know, in my life. So, you know, it's easier to edit. It's always easier to edit, I think. Well, one of the things that we became aware, you know, you'd, you'd been in on the show a couple of times. And one of the things that did, that did come to light even before the book was out is that you had suffered this profound injury that had mm-hmm. haunted you for a while. What I, I didn't know specifically is that this injury occurred, correct me if I'm wrong, on live television while you're on SNL, and that sort of, you know, set you down a bad path. What what exactly were you doing when the injury occurred? Oh, well, I was doing a sketch, and I uh, threw myself back in a chair, and I uh, injured myself, and... Uh... And it was during a sketch. It was during a Golden Girls. Well, I was dressed up as a Golden Girl. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're going to get an injury like that, be dressed as a Golden Girl, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and so, and so, what happened is, and and you, you know, you got on the uh, taking medication. This is a story that is just all over the country in in uh, you know uh, tragic levels of people who get addicted to these painkillers, and and now you're 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 past that, but. Um, yeah, you were. That was it. Was before I think a lot of this was coming to light. So you you must have been looking in nine different directions, saying, "What the hell is happening?" Uh, nine different. Yeah, I guess nine. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how many different directions. Yeah, but, you know, it was a, it was brief. I was uh, addicted briefly. It wasn't like for a long time. Um, you know, but um, you know, it was. Uh, you know, I, it's, uh, it happens to a lot of people. You know, yeah. Um, you know, people suffer injuries, and uh, I had five surgeries. So it was a, there was quite a lot of surgeries, and uh, you know, and uh, it was the last surgery where I got addicted to painkillers for a couple of years. And as, and, as uh, the the NBC SNL, they 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 paid for a couple of them, but not all of them, correct? They paid for two, uh, the first two surgeries. Yeah, right, right, right. So they they took care of me. They were very good about it. So, um, but uh, but uh, you know, I had three remaining surgeries, which I did not uh, plan on. I thought it'd be just one surgery, but it seemed to be more complicated than I anticipated. So, well, Chris, what, what's it like, um, you know, with, with somebody like Lauren Michaels and, and trying to have a relationship with him? I mean, obviously you have a working relationship with him, but um, do people become friends with him? Is, is he that type of person where, where you, you know, you end up becoming a, an, an outside of work buddy of sorts? Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, it's probably it was probably easier to become friends with him outside of work than it was within work because uh within work it's just the most important relationship with him is is the work itself you know and uh you know it's you know that's that's what's most important but he's uh i mean outside of everything he's he's really a, a genuinely very good guy you know he's a great guy and he's actually very funny uh you know he has a different personality than, um, than um, most people i think you know he's uh he's a very uh very uh, strong, smart guy, you know. I, and uh, go, go ahead. Yeah, he, well, he's at the center of of a, of a pop culture phenomenon. I mean, you're talking decades yeah. and decades of. I mean, SNL is a, is a leviathan. And, and um, reading that, uh, Seth Meyers does a, an intro to the book, uh, and uh, he I, I be, he basically credits you. He says you're one of the reasons that SNL came back from the edge. Um, yeah. And so you're on for a number of years. Do, do, is that as you look back on, on your time on SNL? I mean, did it take a little while to be able to drink in all of of what that was and where that was in pop culture at the time? Do, I mean, I I don't see how you could process it while you were in it. Yeah, no, just like everything, it's very hard to process things while you, while you're while you're in the middle of it, while you're actually experiencing it. You know, it's always easier to 
you know, figure out what you're in when you're outside of it. So, yeah, there was no idea that uh, a lot of, I mean, for example, the, the, the sketch Blue Oyster Cult, you know, more cowbell. Right. We had no idea. <laughs> that would be such an important part of pop culture while we were doing it. You know, we just thought it was just a, it was just a sketch that was really funny, but we had no idea it would be such a, it's such a big part of pop culture, you know. Another so, another story that came out was that, that you're apparently yeah. you you had a long you had a long relationship with Will Ferrell, and that that sort of went south uh, while you were doing. Uh, no, well, it did actually. If you read the book, it's uh, it went south temporarily. Yeah, okay, and, okay. Uh, we're still friends. Yeah, no, it, we made up shortly after that, but uh, you know the, the tabloids like to take one thing and then they just spin and it. fixate so, on uh, it. Yeah, they yeah. forgot the. It's like they read like. Act two, and then they forget there's an act three. <laughs> but uh, right, well, but, uh, no, we're, we're we're friends now, and, and it was it was it was just a brief uh, it was a brief falling out. Hey, I, I want to go back to to the uh, the the blue issue called the cowboy ske- uh, cowbell sketch because yeah. it, you know it, it's funny what what um what you guys are creating, and uh, some of them are home runs, and some of them just you know they they don't really float; they come and go, and and that's just, that's the nature of putting on a show. Some things yeah. people respond to, some people don't, and that like written down on a page, I don't see how that would even seem humorous, really. And yeah. it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and you guys would take these things, just this basic kernel of an idea. Were there a lot of times where you're just like, really? Um, <laughs> okay, we'll try it. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, but, you know, with the, whoever, uh, well, in this case, it was Will and Chris Parnell who wrote the sketch, and I think Adam McKay as well. And they, you know, they knew, the writer really knows uh, more than anyone, uh, you know, the power of the sketch and or the trust of what the laughs will come from. And, and just casting Christopher Walken is what really made that sketch, I think. You know, Christopher Walken was like, <laughs> incredible in that sketch. Nobody knew that him just the way he would say more cowbell is going to be so incredible. Yeah. You know, I mean, nobody else delivered it like he did. So, you know, if it was somebody else, if it was like, I don't know, maybe if it was uh, Terry Hatcher, it might be a different <laughs> Terry Hatcher might not have sold maybe. it the same way. Mm-hmm. However, you, you, you know, when you talk about the injury, one of the most, I think, a character that always <laughs> cracked me up that I thought for sure would have been the one you got injured on was when you ever you do Mr. Peepers. Uh, who is yes. this sort of um, primitive m- man creature? And and uh, I mean that that's just a massive amount of physical comedy. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, no, that was. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was the. Uh, I got to dry hump a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> who was who was your favorite to dry hump? Because you did dry hump a lot of people. I think Charlie's the wrong. I could understand that. <laughs> yeah. Sure. She was fantastic. Yeah. She dry hunt me back, though. In the end of the sketch, she dry hunt me back. Which, well, that's that's a compliment. Yeah. 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 I, I wasn't saying it wasn't. No, I'm <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to ask you because it, it is, obviously your your whole life is taken uh, in, in, in the book, and you're, I had no idea that obviously I knew you were in the Groundlings, but was your father one of the original founding members of the Groundlings? He was, yeah. He was there from the beginning, and. Uh, you know, I used to watch him perform when I was like seven years old, and uh, or and also I got to see people like uh, Paul Rubens create Pee Wee Herman. Wow! You know, and that was really cool. That, I mean, that really seeing that really uh, you know helped me pave the way 
and just seeing like what you can do and like that a human being can actually create a character, you know, I mean, at that age, I only saw characters alone. I never saw the process of creating a character and uh, seeing that was just like so cool. It was just such a, it created such a great uh, dent in my, in my psyche, you know, and just seeing how, easy it could be to create something, you know. With that kind so of blast, yeah. You know, and, and of course, seeing my father on stage with somebody like that, and my dad was so funny, you know, and it was just, it was really, uh, it really, uh, you know, it made it made it easier for me to uh, find out what I wanted to do for myself early on, you know, in, in a goal, you know, yeah. being somebody who else wanted to be on stage. So that's what really wanted. That's what really made me want to be groundling myself, and eventually be on Saturday Night Live too. Uh, See my father up there. Chris, do you think uh, the stories in the book are going to help somebody uh, who may be interested in, you know, having a fantasy of someday being a cast member of Saturday Night Live? Oh my God, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, or, or anybody who wants to write on Saturday Night Live, or just be a writer in general, you know, or, okay. or be a be a, be a comedian in general, you know. I think it definitely uh, will help people in a big way. Well, I or- already ordered it on Amazon. So, I, I, yeah, anything SNL, anything with this this sort of stuff is uh, is is great. And, and uh, the book is definitely getting a really good reviews. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, it is. It's doing well, and uh, I'm excited. It's also on Audible too. If you want to hear my voice. Well, damn it, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, and we got to get you back in Philly to throw out the uh, the first game at a, at a Phillies game again sometime down the road. Oh, I'd love to do that. Yeah, my pitch is this. That was fantastic. Yeah, nice. Thank you. I would love to do that. Excellent. <laughs> all right, good to talk to you, Chris. Good luck with everything, all right? All right, you guys. Good morning. Right. Have yep. a wonderful yep. day. Chris Kattan, guys. Yeah. The memoir is called Baby Don't Hurt Me. <laughs> Stories and Scars from SNL. It's available now on Amazon. I forgot he did a, a character, which is very funny. Do you remember Gay Hitler? No. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. I got to see that. Yeah, call it up on YouTube. Nice. Hey, I want to take a break, and I want to give you an opportunity to check out the Upside Down Emoji Code. It's your chance to uh, win a trip to L.A. for the Season 3 premiere of Stranger Things, along with some other stuff. But you need to win the qualifying prize, which can get you here in our studio on June 25th when David Harbour stops by, as well as some other uh, giveaways, including a six-month subscription to Netflix. So go to our social media pages. You can go to uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can see the upside-down emoji code. Decipher it and text that to us at 39333. You might win that way. Or you can call in when we tell you to and identify what exactly is being said in that emoji code. We'll see if you win in a little bit. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Mark Morton with Chester Bennington. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. The Belly Flop Championship of the World was announced yesterday. We will have this now with a battle of the sexes element to this. Ladies, we encourage you to sign up for this. You're going to have your own division, ladies against ladies, and then... So, so we'll have champions for both genders, and then we'll have, I think we're going to have a flop-off to see who wins amongst the guys and the girls. Wow. Yeah. So, so. And again, as you pointed out yesterday, this is not a contest of girth. This no. is not, you don't have to weigh 600 pounds. 
So much of it is the presentation leading up to the belly flop. Yeah, it's style, folks. Style. That's a lot of it. But flop does count. Flop does. But you don't have to be big. Trust us on this. So we've had winners that are actually skinny. I mean, not just non portly, but I mean skinny. So keep that in mind. Sign up today. $500 cash and Rolling Stone tickets to each gender winner, female and male. And we are going to be at the Valley Forge Casino Resort, their Valley Forge. Uh, I'm sorry, the Valley Beach Poolside Club. It is Thursday, July 11th. You need to get signed up. You need to do it now. The deadline is Monday, July 8th at 10 a.m., but we want you to go ahead and sign up. 21 and over event for people to come out and watch. It's free, by the way, and the pool would be open for swimming before and afterwards. Drink specials as well. And we have all the details at events at WMMR.com. So take a look, if you would, please, and get signed up. Uh, we're going to have John Ratzenberger on the show in a little while. We're also going to give away our uh, qualifying prizes uh, for Stranger Things 3 with the upside-down emoji code. All that information is available on our social media pages. Go check that out. We'll do. We'll get winners in just a little while. I wanted to touch on something that Casey wanted to bring up um, for a little bit. And it has to do with the game Fortnite. Okay. And it has to do with summertime, kids being out of school and everything. Case, what was uh, your uh, your question, your observation, whatever it is? Well, I, I mean, it's a little bit of everything. And actually, I think it's really, um, I'm asking for some help here. All right. Uh, because I don't want to ban Fortnite uh, because I don't think there's really anything wrong with it. Because, I mean, it's just it's just the way we're, we're headed today as far as the, this world is concerned in technology. And I don't. Do you want to encourage more playing of it? No, no, I don't. No, I don't. But, like, I, you know, I don't see Fortnite as any different than, you know, my when I was a kid going out and playing capture with my friends. You know, if you're playing online with your actual friends what? from school really? or whatever. Yeah, because, Kath, they all squat up. They're all playing together. And they're they're sitting inside together. in front of a TV. Yeah. Um, but you you had... were playing outside when you played with your friends. Well, I know, and I understand yeah. that. But I just mean as far as, like, socializing is concerned and all that sort of stuff. But but my question is this. And, and you know, I think, it, you know, it takes a village, as they say, Steve. So I'm, I'm asking the village, like, what would you recommend? Because, I mean, my son went, uh, he probably went and played for like eight hours yesterday. And, and Eight yes- hours? Recommend for what? What are you asking that he doesn't play as so much? In the summer, you'd like to see him get out a little bit and mm-hmm. go down to the fishing hole. Huh? But like, we don't, so that's the thing. I don't live in a neighborhood um, now. Like, I lived when when I was a kid. So like, my, my son doesn't have neighborhood friends. There, there just aren't enough. Can he go around door at, to door? Yeah. Uh, will they be at the shore for the summer? So that's what I'm asking. When we're not down the shore, um, you know, what do I do to make sure that he doesn't stay in front of the TV? Now, listen, I can tell you, you're not allowed to play Fortnite, blah, 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 blah. But, like, what, what I'm wondering is, it, is it okay for me to say, hey, listen, you have to go out and you got to run a mile. All right, you yeah. got to run a mile. You have to... Pick up a rock. Yeah, no, not pick up a rock, but you know what? Clean your room or or do the litter box or whatever. And then hit all of these milestones before you're allowed to pick up controller. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Casey, now, it's a little bit different. Uh, my son is younger than Seamus, but here... Kathy's got a graphical thing right here. Here is our... Uh, this is our to-do list. You made it up? Uh, I, I looked online, so we have one for the school year. Um, just to kind of keep him on track, he loves it. He asked for it. He mm-hmm. said, well, can you give me what I need to do then? Uh, and he has been completing this. And it's, you know, anything from 
uh, chores in the de- you know in the morning, like making. Now who's monitoring this? That's my question. Well, so he's with a babysitter in, in the morning, so um, she has the list, and they go over it. But he has to and a stun gun. He yeah. has to read a book, do a math worksheet, write like a mini story about Spider Man or Captain America or whatever before he can pick up a controller and play a video game every day. Right, 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 right. Every day. So on the weekends, we don't really. Yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah, bit less. Sure, yeah. But during the week, yeah. It's We've, easier when there's an adult there. As as a parent uh, of three kids and gone through all this uh, with with that whole making a list of things, here are our daily requirements for you before you're able to do what you want to do. It lasts about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we, as parents, don't follow through on staying strict with that. We've bought... Charts and little magnetic things and <laughs> stuff yeah. race boards and here little shiny pictures and so on and will remind us to do this every single day. Works for about a week and a half, two weeks, and then we're done with well, it. Yeah. Do you know who the- did stick with it though? After year after year, who? <laughs> Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, she did. She never relinquished control of those kids, and they grew up to die. And, well, and I, I, think it, I, think... I I hold that fault strictly upon us. Yeah. I and mean, it's just, uh, you know. Oh, you didn't keep up with it. Yeah. What you're saying. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. We, didn't, we, didn't, we didn't stick with it. The, the kids right. would because, well, listen, it's new, and this is the rules, and we got to do that. And then after a while, we get lazy with it, and then it just goes out the window well, altogether. Ka- I think Kathy has the key, though. Hire a babysitter, <laughs> to do and then you can say, that was that bitch every day? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? I mean, and maybe it's his age, but he loves checking it off and feeling accomplished that he mm-hmm. did all of this, and, and he gets a smiley face, and, you gets know, a sense of, of purpose. Yeah. He, He's he, earning his time. Yeah, he By the way, it. I, I do, th- now, I don't say, it's really hard to look at you right now, by the way. Oh, so. I'm impressed. I... <laughs> He's he's Casey, trying out different hairstyles for his license photo. His hair done up with with rubber bands. Do we have a winner here, by the way? But anyway, what this hairstyle for my uh, license? Are picture? you going oh, today? I don't, I don't no, know. yeah, that's All another right. that's another, another story video. for another time. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, I I do slightly agree with Casey because we're seeing feedback on the text, and some phone calls that are coming in. The merits of uh, of video gaming with friends yes. on their headsets and that legitimately being social time. Yeah, I do see the merits of that, and I also see. I also think that you can go overboard with it. That there's way too much of that. But my oldest son Parker plays every day online with his friends. I hear them socializing, and it's legitimate interaction. You know, but do you- I'm okay with that. You put the cutoff though, no more than eight hours a day, yeah, right? Eight, no eight hours, hours, eight hours a day. And I do, I do believe you got to get out and and be have physical activity. You can. Some kids are more physically active than others. Parker's not a physically right. active guy. But he never has been, and so I'm okay with it. You yeah. know, but yeah. but yes, I think there's got to be a limit on that. But what specifically are you looking for? Well, I, I just some ideas to tell you the truth because I and Is like day camp an option like um, military school. No, no, no. Day camp. Like, I, I no, mean, you know why? Because of the, the, the beast thing. Because there, oh. there is not going to be a regular, he's going to be home Monday through Friday. And by the way, he is going to a day camp, but it's only like two weeks long. He's going to St. Joe's Prep uh, Day Camp. Video uh, in, camp. In the, no, but in the middle of uh, July, he is doing that. And the girls are doing like a, a play camp again. Uh, but those that's only for like a week or two in July. So I'm looking for... The rest of the time when there isn't going to be for a, f- a couple of hours, like parental supervision or, or, you know, like my mom's there. But I'm not asking my mom to, you know, to babysit what is, my kids. You know what's going to happen? You're going to come home and your mom's <laughs> going to have a headset on. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah, right, right, right. Come on. Come on, I 
Flank me! Flank me! <laughs> Lay down some grazing fire. He's up about ten clicks. Get him! But I thought about getting, like, a safe and changing the combination every single night oh. and throwing every, uh, you know, the controllers in the safe. And... Case, my mom used to do that to my yeah. brothers. She would just take the controllers away. If you don't have the controllers, you can't play. Yeah. My uh, son got a little addicted to it. He plays a different way than you, uh, your son does, Casey, and it's on the phone. Um, but it, it became such a problem that we had to take the phone away from him. And, and his mom and I co-parent, and it was uh, he doesn't get his phone back until... Uh, some point in July, and uh, that first weekend for him was really difficult. And then, guess what? He he adjusted. Yeah. He, he be, you know became a twelve year old without a phone, yeah. which which was totally fine. And we went camping that first weekend. He learned how to be bored for a little bit, which is also fine. I don't care if my son's bored for a little while. You know, like they don't have to be stimulated at all times. And and there have been plenty of things that have filled in the time that would normally be spent on the phone. And listen, they're still kids, so the adult does need to take part in it. You can't just leave the kid home by himself and say, don't play video games. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Do you introduce them to things like vaping? I I think so. I think that's, you know. (laughs) Right? Um, No. There's a whole culture there, Preston. There is. Actually, there is. Yeah. Yeah. But what I noticed, and again, this might just be because of the neighborhood that I live in, but like the art of like knocking up for somebody to see if they're home is say knocking up someone. No, like, no, 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 that's a little progressive. You're yeah. way ahead of the game. Have you seen the hottie next door? Why don't you put a baby in that? But anyway, no, nobody like uh, goes up and rings the doorbell. Hey, is so and so? My daughter will do it to uh, her friends. Out, you know, she lives around the corner, but like. Nobody's going, like, knocking up at my house saying, hey, is uh, Seamus on I know, and that used to be. The, so there lies, I think, an interesting dilemma. Because- now it's, the, I'm sorry, Steve, it's the parents are all getting involved in create still as 6th, 7th, and 8th graders creating the play day for their kids. So you're, the school that your son goes to is not close to your neighborhood? No, no, and, okay. and we don't live... We don't live in a neighborhood that is safe to get to other neighborhoods. Like, my son's right. best friend only lives... A mile and a half away. Yeah. But I would never trust him to walk or ride his bike there. And there's Be- no kids in your neighborhood? Mm, there's one. Um, what and- do, you, do you live in a small neighborhood? Uh, no, I just... It's it's a, it's a the the it's neighborhood's older. turning over very restricted. Do you know what I mean? Like so, the the neighborhood was built in the early to mid nineties. All the houses were owned by former news people. Um, <laughs> most of those people are now like older, and so it's just now starting to turn over. So there's either sense. older kids or younger kids. I know of one child, one boy in my entire neighborhood that is my son's age. But that's the thing. So those other kids might be gaming inside or something like that. You know what I mean? There's no, mm-hmm. I go outside and play. And then the kids just end up congregating one way or another, even if they don't go to the same in school the together because they're outside all the time. We had a tr- Those days passed a long time ago, you know? When you were growing up, I, I, I clearly, I had a tr- three or four, five Guys right in my neighborhood, boys of my age. Yep. And we would go do lots of stuff together, and that was part of the deal. Um, Yeah, and that means a lot when you can immediately go out your door. My next-door neighbor was the guy, two, the two brothers, I'd I'd go and spend time with them, uh, two houses back. It was all right within walking distance. Yeah, and and the stuff that we would do was like... Breaking things, setting things on fire, Blowing shooting up stuff. stuff. I mean, it yeah. was, you know, really. Yeah. Jo- going Honestly, into houses under construction. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Dude, there's literally. Trying to drive our dad's car. This is not necessarily yeah. good activity yeah, yeah. that I was, you know, I mean, I was outside <laughs> and yeah. having fun and enjoying things. But, but I look back at some of the things, I'm like, 
You know, that, that was yeah. not a good thing. I was not doing good things. Shuck stuff off a bridge. Yeah, you know, like, building tree forts with rusty nails. We still have the do. kids playing outside, though. I mean, I hear them, you know, into the to yeah. the night now that it's staying light out, uh, you know, later. And kids will still knock at the door. Can Jay's come out and play? Okay. Well, then that's a good thing. Hang on a second here, Case. Here's something to consider. I'm going to go to Artie. Artie, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, it's Harvey. But uh, yeah, that's right. Cool. Hi, Harvey. <laughs> What's I, up? I run, I run an esports team at Collegium Charter School, and we just got out for the summer. And a bunch of our kids meet at Level 13 Games in Westchester. They actually have video game summer camps where they teach you how to play better and get that whole video game thing out of their system. But the kids can show up and play socially, like with each other. I mean, I grew up playing wiffle ball all summer in a backyard. So yeah. I don't know, you know, and pong. So I, <laughs> well, no, no. no but, there, there's something there. You, you get a little bit more actual mano a mano, mm-hmm. a time with people who are in into this, you know, into the same staff, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah but if I'm going to drive him to Westchester, games. They also do some coding. They run a girls' tech club for girls. Yeah, uh, to teach coding on the side too. It's all for, that's free. The gaming's not free, but the camps they run an AM and a PM, so you get it out of their system and then send them out to play or. No, but it's it's awesome. It's, it's a blast. My kids love it, and they come back ready to compete in the fall, so it's good. Thanks, Harvey. I appreciate it. You know what? It, it seems to be, and I was thinking about that, these camps and, and so on, that, that there's there's not a lot of in-between. So you either get the uh, inside on the game all the time or the kid that's on five different travel teams. Yeah. And and overloads on that side of it too. You know what I mean? Yeah. My my kids sleep for about eighteen hours a day. Yeah, <laughs> you're lucky. All ten of them sleep for about eighteen hours a day. No. I don't know. Yeah. It's, listen, there's no formula. There's no there's no straight up formula. And yeah, you do your best. You do what you can, and and you hope that it uh, that it takes. And I heard John Wayne Gacy's mom was a helicopter. <laughs> and look what happened. Look what happened there. Exactly. Uh. Just right. looking for some ideas. Hang on, let me get a, let me get a anonymous on the line. Is your name indeed anonymous? Good morning. Uh, good morning. Uh, well, I just don't want to mention my name. The people that know me will recognize. But I'm going to tell. Uh, it's Casey yeah. for advice. I'm going to tell him what he's go- what he can expect if he does little or nothing. He's going to have two twenty year olds that when he gets up in the morning to go out at six thirty, they're going to be sitting on the porch saying. We were up all night playing Fortnite. That's exactly what happened to me this morning. Wow! Oh. Wow! Uh, so, uh, do, do these do they have? I assume they don't have jobs then, right? Well, one has a job. Uh, the other one is unemployed. Uh, but you know, uh, I, I can't even speak about it. Um, I say, string them up by their heels <laughs> and 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 oh. flog them. Go Amish. <laughs> Go Amish on them. Just remove all of it. Yeah. But do you really think that that's because of overplay? Because you just let them play whenever they wanted? I don't let them play. No, no, no. But, I mean, le- got to this leading point. up to this, you know, that uh, that you were too lax in keeping them away from the games. Well, actually, uh, they're, they're not my kids right at the moment. But okay. I, think, uh, I think actually what I would recommend is... What the hell are you talking these about? Are, these are these are young men. He's abducted. He's got vagrants in his head. My my girlfriend. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. And you, gotcha. So you really don't have a lot of say in it. I got zero. But anyway, right. not, I don't say anything. <laughs> I say everything. But what I would what I would recommend is make sure that they know, you know, like what's at stake. 
if they're you know there's stuff that they need to get done and and raise them like that you yeah know, keep, keep the list of to do's in front uh, and then this comes as a reward later I think it's the now listen I do have a, a daughter that's 15 and I took her phone away a couple of weeks ago, well actually over a month ago she hasn't spoken to me since <laughs> oh my god. You're just batting a thousand. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to take advice from you. You should right run now. a camp. Thank um, you. Appreciate it. But let me just say this. My, Welcome my, my, to my camp. <laughs> my son does not own a phone. We have not gotten him a phone yet. He is active. How you old know, is he? Uh, he's going to be 12 in a month. Okay. Uh, he just got done his baseball season. You know, we, we don't have him involved in any sports for the summer because he's a kid, and we just want him to have, be able to have time off. In the fall, he's going to be on two soccer teams. He goes from soccer to basketball. He's Jeez. involved in the school plays. That's too much. Uh, and all too that. much for me. So he is active. So I don't want to give this like this idea that, that my son is nothing but a cash potato and only you know plays yeah. Fortnite all day, every day. But the summer, like... It was made for Michelob. It was made for Michelob, Steve. <laughs> How does he play? What's the platform that he uses? Um, he, well, either PlayStation or Xbox okay. uh, or Switch. But why not, then, if, if he does play soccer and, and baseball and all that, why not put him in a summer league so that he, if you're worried about him playing too much Fortnite, that way he, he still has that to do? Be, you know, Kath, uh, I had said earlier, because we can't, the summer is sort of up in the air. So we can't. We're back and forth. We're, and we're back and forth. So we're, it, it's not like we're going to be home every single Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, you know. So. I have to admit, some some of the the screen time stuff. You mentioned the phones. My daughter's twelve. We got her uh, a phone, and um, I actually got it when she was eleven, I guess. But anyhow, musically, the uh, the app, yeah, yeah. Um, she spends a lot of time on. It's but, called TikTok now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, but that's uh, she hasn't done it as much. But I loved it because it was her being creative. creative. It, was, it was making music videos and things. That's and, and that. I I see that's that, engaging. I see that as constructive time. You know, when I, you know, honestly, so I was, you know, much older when all, all the tech started coming out. But immediately I, I got engaged in creating stuff when you can use the tech and be engaged that way. But it's also you you're in the summer. What you're simply looking for is I think what this is an age old conundrum. Get outside and play. Enjoy the weather. Have yeah. you know do, do that. That's what you're looking to achieve. Correct. Mm. Yeah. It's not that you're opposed to the mechanics of the game or the socializing. You want him to go out and take a breath every now and then. But like so, so he doesn't have a phone. And I talked about how kids don't like you know ring the doorbell anymore. Yeah. But like so, his best friend lives a mile and a half away. But his grandparents live in the neighborhood, and it's still it's, we'll play with the grandparents. Well, no, no. So he'll Put be at some his, sav on my back. He'll be at his grandparents' <laughs> house, and then I'll get a, either call or a text from his dad saying, "Hey." Is Seamus around? Can he, you know, play or whatever? And in my mind, I'm like, why doesn't Jake just like get on his bike and come over and, and ring the doorbell? Let's, I mean, because he can't. Let's play. Watch this on my butt. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. Uh, it's yeah, dangerous, yeah. case. And you, but how old will he have to be uh, before he can get to his friend? In your mind, because you're operating from a safety precaution, you don't want him traveling that distance. How old will he have to be before you think they're able to by themselves get to each other to? Engage in activities. That's a good question, Steve. Old, like thirty, like old, like sixteen. So driving. When I go for a bike ride, I have to go on that road, and you know, as a forty-something-year-old man, I, I feel right. uneasy about being on that. And it's and it's only just a, a, a small little stretch. Well, pay a forty-year-old man to take him over there. <laughs> yeah. What's, I'll do yeah. Right. Well, we need to go to Doctor Mike. He's on. Oh. He's oh. on the phone line. So, Case, could you get to his music plays, the theme music? All right. He wants to weigh in on this. Dr. Mike Serigliano, Fox 29, and Penn Medicine. Good morning, sir. I, I must say that this is a hot, hot topic. In <laughs> fact, 
The World Health Organization has a name for it, Internet Gaming Disorder, folks. And now I have an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old, and I'll be the first to admit that we would go to restaurants. We would have the little uh, Kindles and things, and they played with them, and then when dinner came, they put them away. But it was a form of sedation because otherwise they would run around and terrorize the restaurant. Mm, yeah, so, no, you're right. Yeah. All right. But but if you look at uh, recommendations like the American uh, Academy of Pediatrics and people like that, screen time is a major problem. And I'm going to tell you, folks, the bottom line is is that it can lead to an increased risk of anxiety and depression. It can lead to sleep disorders. It can lead to uh, uh, obesity. You name it. And it's not just the fact that they're on it a long time, which is bad, but it's the light, especially at night before they go to bed. It affects their sleep. Hmm. So there's been much, much, much literature written about the fact that screen time and this generation, God help us. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't know whether you've noticed it. The young people would rather text you than talk to you. Yeah, uh, it, it it does happen. I mean, we're, we're all sort of cybernetically connected to these electronics, and it's it's a tough thing to break. Uh, but yeah, so that's why now a lot of the devices have these uh, monitors that will let you know how much screen time you've had, yeah. and let the parents know, and and uh, in, in hopes of helping to diminish that. But I think that sage advice. So, what would you recommend as the most expedient way to start to uh, ramp down, tamp down the amount of time? Uh, say, if you have kids, that they're spending on uh, in front of a screen? Well, number one, they, they need to get outside. Now, I'm worried about Lyme disease as well, which scares <laughs> the bejeebies out of me. You just can't win. You know, the thing is that, that you need to set limits. And studies have shown that kids who are on screen time or screens for a long period of time, they can't even they, – they, they have a, a difficulty seeing far away because their eyes are, are not being developed enough to look far away from them. That's troubling. Get them outside. They have a certain amount of time that they can be on a screen. And look, I have a, a, a line that my father taught me, and by the way, he was raised in an orphanage. And having a conversation with him, with him was like talking to uh, you know someone in a, in, a, in, a, in a criminal institution because right. he didn't buy anything. And, and, and the bottom line is, is that you have to say, look, I'm not your friend. I'm your father. Hmm. And you say, this is what we are going to do. You're going to do this. Now, the, the poor guy that called about his kids, if I, I don't know how old they are, but if they're sitting on the porch, you get your butt out of there and you go find something to do like a job. All right. All right. And you make an inc- you know, make some money and and start doing chores. And, and but it's not just being a, hard on your kids. You're saving them from a lifetime of potential big time problems. All right. Love it. Dr. Mike. Love you, too. Thanks for calling in, bud. I love you. Guys. Love, love you. But here's here's something you can try, Case, for the whole family. Our, our friends would do this. And we, we haven't done it in a long time, but it is time to do it is do like a screen free weekend. And that's everybody. That's the whole family. No screens for a whole weekend. It seems like it might be impossible to pull off, but I'm telling you, you end up having a really good time. Uh, so we uh, we may do, do that? like a screen-free Saturday do that. or something like Me that. Me too. Uh, no you too. Yeah, yeah. You too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No TV. 
No, no phones. No, no computers. No digital readout on your dashboard. Not a single luxury. Not a single luxury. Like so, Robinson Crusoe. Yeah, yeah, that is primitive as can be. So. Uh, anyhow, thank you for the call, sir. I appreciate it. Wish we had time to go to him, but we don't. We have to get uh, back after these commercials and talk to Mr. John Radzenberger, who's been in every single Pixar movie ever made, and Toy Story 4 is premiering tomorrow. And he's, we're going to talk to him in just a moment. Stay with us. We'll be back in a second. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, the Greg Silver Band. Celebrating our area's best talent. Bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. You get more beautiful every time. You make me say yeah. See and hear more at WMMR.com. Keyword local shots. The Greg Silver Band. Jackson's local shots artist of the month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. My microphone's not on. There we go. All right, let's um, let's do the bizarre file, and then we'll uh, get to our guests in just a couple of minutes. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. This morning is brought to you by Robbins Diamonds and Tax Free Delaware, with thousands of rings and self serve cases, and absolutely no sales tax versus the eight percent tax. In Philly, Robbins, Delaware Diamonds. Well, a woman found dead in the parking lot of a Costco in Bakersfield, California, was most likely attacked by dogs, police said. Ooh. Yeah, this is weird. The woman who has not yet been identified was found suffering from obvious trauma Sunday morning. Animal Control found a pit bull and a large mixed breed dog with a business owner near the Costco. A third dog, believed to be a stray, was also found, and all three dogs were taken into animal control custody. They're going to be euthanized. Uh, the death follows two other recent incidents at Costco stores in California as well. On Friday night, Kenneth French was fatally shot at a Costco in Corona. It's about 47 miles from L.A. French, whose family members described as mentally challenged and nonverbal, allegedly assaulted an off-duty police officer who then shot him. And on Monday, a couple with an infant were ambushed and shot while they were loading groceries into their car in the parking lot of a Costco in the San Diego area. On the plus side, free samples. Yeah, lots of them. Yeah. A whole lot. Uh, The shooter had approached the man and the woman from behind and opened fire. The couple were rushed to the hospital where they both underwent surgery. The suspect, believed to have been the woman's estranged lover, killed himself in the parking lot. So California, Costco, a little bit freaky right now, just to warn you. A drunk driver was arrested last week for driving a tank through the streets of Poland. He had a tank? Yeah, the vehicle, a Soviet T-55 tank. It's at least 60 years old, belonged to the Polish military. It's a station tank, just to go to work. But on June uh, 12th, shortly before 10 p.m., it looked like it was attacking residents who quickly called police. The unnamed driver was only responsible for putting the tank on and off its trailer, but the trailer broke, and when it was being repaired, he was drunk and decided to take it for a joyride. Why the hell, Bob? By the time the cops arrived, he had parked the 40-ton machine, which was uninsured, on a main street and was standing nearby. Just get basic liability. Another man believed to be his uh, passenger uh, was also present. Well, you wouldn't really need, you know, any kind of fire uh, death. Yeah, Yeah, nothing like that. Uh, so it's not clear if the muddled motorist caused any permanent damage to the street, but he was arrested and once he sobered up, questioned by police, he faces up to eight years in prison if charged 
with creating direct danger of a catastrophe in land, water, or traffic. I'd like to take a crack at driving a tank. Or two years of driving under the influence. Are you kidding me? I would... Man, yes, love cool. to drive a tank. You kidding me? Over a car. That'd Ever since awesome. that movie Tank, I wanted to drive a tank. tank. Uh, an employee in South China has been fired because she replied to her manager's message with an okay emoji in a group chat. Oh, okay. The employee who works at a bar, why do you think she was fired? It's well, the that's that like white power thing now? No, no, no. She was asked by her boss to compile and send over some documents last week on WeChat, an instant messaging app. After acknowledging her boss's request with the emoji, the manager accused her of poor discipline and terminated her employment. He said, what? "You should type out received if you've received my oh, message." My. And then he said, is this your way of confirming the receipt? Come on. Several minutes later, the manager asked the employee to contact Human Resources to sort out her resignation. It doesn't even give her just a warning first? No. Terminates her immediately? Screenshots of the conversation went viral on social media. After the incident, the manager sent out a directive in the group chat requesting everyone to reply, Roger. When they acknowledged a receipt. So right, bastard. She was fired for that. Yeah, Use the middle finger emoji. Yeah. A man was arrested after allegedly allegedly sneaking into a neighbor's garage and stealing a number of items, including a live streaming surveillance camera. The problem was he forgot to turn off at, turn it off after the theft, leading to him being caught. Uh, the victim had installed the camera because his garage door was malfunctioning, which prompted the theft by the 43-year-old uh, Frank Wellsbacher. That surveillance camera caught his neighbor coming over to his garage. And here's what he stole, a paintbrush... And that's it. And then he looked at the camera and took the camera. I got it. Yes. Paintbrush to paint. But uh, Where would you get something like this? The camera was still rolling, and he took it back to his house. Uh, Walsbacher also is accused of taking some workout equipment and boxing gloves. Man, crime of the century. This, this is right out of Ocean's Eleven. After the theft, uh, the victim shared the still-streaming footage with deputies, and the footage made it easy to catch the thief, and the incident is a good example of how effective a simple surveillance camera can be. You should have shut down the power grid. Yeah. Just to, yeah. to, to be able to get, to get that paintbrush and work out of Cut off the security yeah. system. Yeah. 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 All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. What are we going to play for our next guest? Is it music? Yes, sir. Okay, let's play this, yes. Apropos, as our next guest is in uh, Toy Story 4, which does premiere tomorrow, and he's been in every single Toy Story movie. He's been in every single Pixar movie. Is a wonderful on-camera and voice actor, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John Radson. Good morning. Please, 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 uh, take your seat. Okay, sorry, everybody, please sit down. No, Uh, no, John, great. Uh, So awesome to have yet another one of these Toy Story movies. I know someday it's going to have to come to an end. We thought three was such an emotional ending. There's no way they can make another movie. You guys went and did it, and you got to be so proud and excited about that. Yeah, well, Pixar has a way of just saying they They hit it out of the park with this one. Yeah. I mean, even Rotten Tomatoes gave it 100%. Yeah, but Rotten Tomatoes loves Pixar, and, and uh, the truth of the matter is, and it, since it's just sort of, you know, uh, all these different reviews um, figured together, but again, that was the big concern. Can you go back to it with such a wonderful ending, um, you know, with uh, Toy Story 3, but the whole concept, now we have a couple of people in the studio here who have seen it and love it, 
But the the character of Forky apparently is the revelation. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, again, but these movies mix the emotional with the humor in such an adroit way. I mean, it's got to be a pleasure to, to, to get a script like this and just tear into it. Well, whatever Pixar does, I mean, they they don't send out scripts. I mean, we, we we'll, we'll get pieces of that when we go in for recording. Really? But well, because they they don't want scripts floating around, and oh. because the other studios will. That's what happened in the beginning. Um, you know, when they were doing Finding Nemo, uh, other people got word of it, and then came out with uh, uh, stories said in the sea, which weren't very good. So, so they they, uh, they they play their cards close to the chest, yeah. Huh. And, and, and rightly so. Yeah, John, I, I saw it the other night and, and loved it. Um, I did go in a little skeptical because I loved Toy Story 3 so much, and uh, I when I came out of the theater just uh, you know renewed my faith in how great Pixar is at, at coming up with new plot lines. I would say that this one wasn't as emotionally impactful as Toy Story 3, but it's funnier, and there's this sense of adventure in this one that you might not have gotten in the in the other movies. Do you feel that that's uh, accurate at all? Yeah, I, it was amazing how they turned that one oh, premise, the, the store that they spend a lot of time in. Yeah. Into, it, it's, it's, I mean, you, you think you were in the jungle or... <laughs> Uh, you know, it's, it's tense. It's, There's tension built into this, into uh, yeah. Toy Story 4. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were kids, there were kids walking right. out of the theater. I also saw it who were that the part you're talking about, uh, going, it was creepy. It was so <laughs> creepy. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, I, I also absolutely loved it. I thought, uh, Toy Story 4 was just as good as the first three. How long does it take you to record your part? Well, it depends on, uh, on how many lines I have. You know, it's uh, 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 it does, actually doesn't take long because at the very first Toy Story, I came up with a new system uh, for recording. I'll give them five different readings of the same line. And so then instead of doing one line at a time and have them discuss it in the sound booth, uh, then ask you to do it faster, slower, louder, softer. I'll give them all of that right up front. And so now they have more to choose from. And that way the uh, session goes a lot faster. You know, it's it's fascinating to look at, you know, you were talking decades, you know, since the first Toy Story. And I remember being so blown away when I saw that animation in the theater. And now the stuff has transcended that to a level where the guys here who had seen uh, Toy Story 4 said, there are parts in it that are so photorealistic that you forget you're watching an animated movie. Yeah, I, I remember thinking that with the Finding Nemo with the water. Yeah. That water, the water looked like water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in, in fact, the very first scene of the movie is kind of um it, it's uh, it's a, you go back in time like 9 years ago and and it starts with the with the rainstorm out in front of uh, Andy's house and when it first happened, I thought, oh, this is going to be a trailer for another movie. And then it wasn't until they went into the bedroom that I that I saw that it was animated. I mean, it looked like legit, real, live action. I was just blown away by that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's amazing what they do. Remember uh, uh, Up? Yes. Yeah. yeah. The first 10 minutes, there's no dialogue at all. 
but you're, you're crying like a baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's honestly, that used to be, and we've had a number of the directors and, and the Pixar people in here. We've been blessed to have so many, uh, and they're, they're all always great when they come in. But I've, I've said to all of them, I mean, they, they are the inheritors of, of the legacy of Frank Capra, you know, who could do that, who could, like, as you did with It's a Wonderful Life, you know, have you laughing and crying and, and get you within the first few minutes. And, and I, I think, and maybe you'll agree with this, John, it's, it's the fact that the process takes a number of years, allows rewrites, allows tinkering, and so that that product that finally hits the theater has really been curated. Well, yeah, you've got John Lasseter to thank for that. Yeah. He's the one who started their, uh, their their way of working, and and they're still uh, still doing that, you know, twenty five years later. But he was the one who insisted that the story be uh, right, the story be solid before they started animating. Now they'll work they'll, they'll work on the story for three years. I, I, I wanted to ask you because uh, Keanu Reeves, everyone was raving about his <laughs> his performance in this. This I wondered if perhaps now you might end up in the next John Wick film. <laughs> hmm. That'd be great. I, I, now that I've actually thought about that, <laughs> <laughs> and I thought which which part would I play? So the animated pig. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. With a Glock. Maybe the piggy bank. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, John, I, I wanted to ask, because you have been a part of every single movie, uh, Pixar movie, what is your personal favorite? Well, the character, I, I always like P.T. Flea from A Bug's Life. Ah. Because, because it just makes me laugh. Mm. Um, but as, as far as the film itself, mm -hmm. I, I would, oh boy. Mm. Uh, yeah, Toy Story or The Incredibles. The Incredibles, yeah, yeah under minor. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wanted, yeah. I wanted to ask you about your your actual voice work because you have such a distinctive voice, the sound of your voice, the delivery, and you don't seem to have to change it much character to character. Uh, the underminer, you got a little more animated and big. You're a villain, so you're you know big and loud. But for the most part, do you do you tweak your voice at all, or do you just kind of just be John? I, I, no, I just do what they ask me to do. All right. I always say that right up front. Say, do you want an accent? What What do you want the voice to sound like? And they'll say, well, just you know, you know, whatever you do. Or, but on uh, I say Ratatouille, I had to change quite a bit to be. Uh, I had a French accent, right. Papa, the waiter, and same same thing with Brave. Uh, you know, I threw on a Glaswegian accent there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just all depends on what they want. Okay. John, um, Jeopardy's been in the news a lot lately, and, and uh, your episode of Cheers where you were on Jeopardy is probably my all-time favorite. Uh, Cheers is my favorite show growing up. Have you had any contact with Alex Trebek this year? No, no, I, I haven't. Um, but, uh, boy, you really got to hand it to the guy. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. He's really, really special man. And and, and the I, do, I, I, I still watch Jeopardy, though. That's one of my favorite go-to shows on television. Well, the uh, the word is is he is as he's very close to almost full remission, which is which is a miracle in and of itself. I wanted to ask you about um, uh, nuts, bolts, and thingamajigs, and could you explain what that is? Because I love this concept. 
Well, I have to go back to what I was doing my show, Made in America, traveling the country and seeing how things are made. And that's when I realized that we're running out of people that actually know how to make things. Because 30 years ago, maybe 40 years ago now, they canceled shop courses in schools. They stopped teaching kids how to use tools, uh, which affects us as a civilization. So that's supposed to think of it with the foundation I started to uh, – to set up basically summer programs to uh, show kids how to operate machines, right? Because that that does it used to happen naturally. I mean, I you know at 11 years old I was out cutting the grass with a, uh, a gas powered lawnmower, so you had to know something about machines. And it wasn't uh, you know you didn't have, the, the parents were nervous Nellies back then either. <laughs> you know, was, oh, 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 you, oh, you're going to hurt yourself. Oh, you just and that's what's happened to us as a, as a culture, that kids graduate from high school now without the ability to beat a ruler, right? let alone operate a chainsaw. So we're losing um, people that know how to make and build things. And so and I, I lecture quite a bit on that. I travel the country giving talks on that subject. And many companies, I, I might even say most companies now, are having a real problem finding people to work. Yeah. In those, yeah, because they, the younger people don't know anything about, you know, fixing their own screen door or right. hanging a picture. Mm. And that's, that's dangerous. That's as, as a civilization. Some older people like because, me don't know how to do it too. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, you know, I, I grew up in a factory town, so I was surrounded by it. Everybody knew how to do something. I was a carpenter before I became an actor. Right. And uh, and so I, I still do all those things. Uh, I got a you know, nice wood shop uh, here at the house. and uh, But I enjoy it. And, well, that's so cool. I, I that, want to. Yeah, it's great that you're encouraging that. I mean, that's that's only going to be for the positives. So yes. We're happy that you're doing it. Listen, we know you, you got to go, uh, but uh, we're, we're stoked about the movie opening uh, tomorrow, Toy Story 4. And, Look at you for for more great uh, stuff from Pixar and and whatever else you're getting into, John. So thanks for spending some time with us today. All right. Thank you. You got it. John Ratzenberger, guys. Ham in uh, Toy Story 4. (laughs) He is John Ratzenberger. You got to love him. Uh, He is. He absolutely is. And I I forgot about, uh, I don't know that I ever saw the Jeopardy episode. because You are three people who have never been in my kitchen. (laughs) uh, Because Cliff is, he's Mr. Trivia. Yeah. He knows, or he thinks he is. He may not know. No, he is. No, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. What happens, Preston, is, is he wipes away the competition and then he gets to final Jeopardy where he bets it all, and he doesn't know the answer to the question. Yeah. And so Nick gave away the answer to the question, which was... Uh, three people who have never been in my house before. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And Alex so. corrects him. He's like, well, that may be true, Alex, but those people never have been in my kitchen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but at the end of the episode, Alex ends up coming into Cheers, and uh, it's just it's a, it's a hilarious episode, but it's also kind of touching, uh, especially considering what Alex has been through over yeah. the last year. Yeah, Wow. All right, well, listen, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. I think... We should get our winner for the emoji code. Yeah, yeah, and it is for the upside down emoji code. So let's take caller number 11. Ah. See what I did there? Oh, that's great. You took a character from the show. 215-263-WMMR. We'll see if you know the upside down emoji code when we return. And we'll also grab a texter. 
who got the correct answer as well. Randomly, we'll pull somebody from that pool, and we will give away these qualifying prizes, and you might win the grand prize, a trip to see the premiere of Stranger Things, and a bunch of other great things come along with that that I'll detail in a moment. We'll be back in just a second. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Ready to let go. 10.30 in the President's T-shirt. 10.30. 10.30. God, we haven't even done trash or music news or anything yet, so we got to get moving on that. By the way, music news coming up in a moment. We have a little piece of uh, a tune that I haven't heard yet um, that I'm very interested to. We've teased this before, so we'll get to that in a little bit. In the meantime, before we do the lesson question, all that stuff, the upside down emoji. We got to see if we can get ourselves a winner. Casey created. He's great at emojis. He did. The, we did the upside down emoji code. Casey comes up with a phrase that he creates using emojis, and it's clearly just his interpretation of what this is that will be the correct answer. We've had people text. We've had people call. We're going to go to our call winner first, which we're starting with caller number eleven to see if somebody can get it right. If not, we'll move on to another one until eventually we find somebody who got the phrase correct. So. To the phones we go. And we have a qualifying prize you win, and then you'll be registered for the grand prize. I'll go to Troy first. It was caller number 11. Hey, Troy. Dad freaking Zeus. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> All right, Troy, let's hear if you have deciphered the emoji code. What do you have? Okay. Are you ready for the possible? Are you ready for the possible? That is incorrect. Oh. I'm sorry, Troy. Oh. He's very excited, too. I'm sorry, man. That's incorrect. Uh, let me go to the next caller. This is Mike R., it says on my screen. Hey, Mark. No, it's Mike. What's I'm sorry. Up? I'm sorry, Mike. I messed that up. Mike, do me a favor and tell me the emoji code, please. Flag ship ready for the emergency. That is incorrect. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, <laughs> Mike. I know. He's screaming. Uh, so we'll try the next caller. Caller number 13 is Kate. Hi, Kate. Hey, hey. Hey. hey, hey. All right, so Kate, have you, uh, deciphered the emoji code? I've got it. What is it? Are, are you ready for theater? That's incorrect. That's wrong. You know what we ought to be doing for the wrong answers is... Oh, you're right. Uh, let me go next to Michael. Hey, Michael. How's it going? Good. It's okay. It's all good, man. Do you know the secret emoji code, the upside down emoji code? I do. I have, are you ready for the summer? Michael, you got it. That is correct. I never, ever, ever would have gotten it. Not even close. I still don't get it. Not even close. So I'll explain. All right. right, So first, there's a a Jolly Roger, which is the pirate flag. That means R. And then you have a sheep. A female sheep is a U. Okay. Okay. Then you have a red ball that's red. Then the number E, red E. And here's where you lose me. A golfer. Four... Uh, Are you ready for, and then we have a cross, which is the T, 
then in a hospital with an H by it, and then the letter E that oh, spells out the spelled out the. And uh. then this is where he really threw me off with summer. It's a plus symbol. Some, some. some and then ER. a hospital in ER. Summer. God, you're good are at this, Casey. You thank you, ready Kathy. For the summer. It's and the only thing you're good at. Now, but... Thank you. Wait a second. And Michael got it right. So, Michael, congratulations. You're going to be coming here in our studio uh, to hang out while we have uh, David Harbor here. And he will be in here to uh, talk about a bunch of stuff, including um, Stranger Things 3. But you're going to be here for that, and that is on June 25th. And we're going to give you a six-month subscription to Netflix, a Stranger Things Funko figure. And you are now registered for the grand prize, a trip to Los Angeles for the season three premiere with a bunch of other great stuff on board. All right, buddy? All right, man. Can't wait. All right. Congratulations and hang on. And the grand prize also includes uh, airfare, hotel accommodations, uh, unlimited ride wristbands for Pacific Park, and two passes to the premiere out there in California. Excellent. Very cool. Now, we needed a text winner. How about yeah, that? So they're just uh, trying to get that person online so they can get their information. But we do have a random okay. text right, that is so, going to be awarded. And, and we will we will name that person in a little bit. So yep. we'll get to that. We're kind of flying by the seat of our pants this morning. In fact, I don't have a lesson question. Yes, I do. It's right there. Okay, so we're going to give away today... For the lesson question, uh, some tickets as MMR Rock Sublime with Rome at the Skyline Stage of the Man on Tuesday, July 9th. What is the female equivalent of Old Spice deodorant? <laughs> Let's see if you know the answer. 215-263-WMMR. What's the female equivalent for Old Spice deodorant? I Two, remember this. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. Call now. We're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. With Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what you got for us this morning? Well, Katy Perry and Taylor Swift have officially ended their feud with a hug at the end of Swift's You Need to Calm Down video. Both the pop superstars say the renewed friendship is going great guns, and they anticipate no time at all before their finger blasting. Oh, oh my God. Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte and his wife Kayla welcoming their second child earlier this week, a girl named Liv. Somewhat slow locks. He says he's amazed by his wife and and how quote midgets keep falling out of her bunghole. Oh my wow! Oh my! He doesn't God. really understand what's going on there. And finally, Kendall Jenner's alleged stalker has gone off the radar, causing her private security team ever at her Beverly Hills home to go on high alert. In fact, the other day they accidentally accidentally detained someone at the front door they thought was a guy dressed as a woman. All right, we shall see. If we can find a winner, someone who knows the answer to the lesson question was listening earlier this morning. And uh, what's female equivalent of Old Spice deodorant? I will go to Dan and see if he knows. Hey, Dan. Hey, good morning. Yo, buddy. What's... Thank you. Hey, what's the equivalent of Old Spice deodorant? Old whore. Old whore. Old whore. That's right, Dan. Hang on. We're going to give you some tickets, man. MMR Rock Sublime with Rome. Skyline Stage at The Man on Tuesday, July 9th. Uh, tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. WMMR VIPs. You can head to WMMR.com for another chance to win tickets plus passes to meet the band. Yo, whore. Yo, whore. <laughs> All right, let's do music news. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! 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 
Brought to you this morning by Rita's Water Ice. Rita's introduces their most magical flavor ever, the new Unicorn Italian Ice, only at Rita's. Unicorns, they're real and delicious. You can get it now before it disappears. I have not heard this yet. I was talking about this the other day. Uh, apparently, Dave Clark, uh, the guy who was in Dave Clark 5 way mm-hmm. back when, is a producer. And apparently, he has a clip of uh, a song. It's a ballad. Uh, and it is called Time Waits for No One. It's been retitled that. It was originally a ballad from Freddie Mercury called Time. And the movie track from uh, the late Queen Frontman uh, was recorded in 1986 for a concept album inspired by the British musical Time, which featured Sir Lawrence Olivier and British pop icon Cliff Richard. Uh, The sci-fi multimedia rock musical opened on the West End in April 1986 and was conceived by... Uh, former Dave Clark Five leader and Mercury friend Dave Clark, who spent more than a year working on the new version of the Mercury track. So he had this, and it was just Freddie and a piano singing this, and he has since um, expanded on it, and he's got this. Now, I don't know what the, the future of this track is, but this is Freddie Me- Mercury music we've never heard we've before. We've never heard. Very interested. So I'd like to hear this. It's, I've, heard, I've heard it's a ballad. It's very, very slow, so let's go. For nobody Wait for nobody We all must plan our hopes together Or we'll have no more future at all Time Wait for nobody Dumb and blind You know that sounds unkind But it seems to me we've not listened to Or spoken about it at all The fact that time is running out For us all Time waits for nobody Wow. That would have been, that might very well have been a hit. Man, oh man, what a voice. Might very well still be a hit. Yeah, might very well still be a hit. Wow, that's amazing. Anybody else watched uh, Historical Roasts with Jeff Ross on Netflix yet? No. Uh, Yeah, I I didn't like it. Just seen clips. Yeah, I watched uh, the first one. Okay, the second one is Freddie Mercury, and uh, it's great. Um, uh, Nikki Glaser plays Kurt Cobain. Seth Green plays David Bowie. Fortune Feimster plays uh, Princess Diana. <laughs> oh, my God. And a comedian that I'm not that familiar with played uh, Freddie Mercury, but he's got a great singing voice. And they it's a it's an interesting mix between paying homage to the artist and blatantly making fun of the things that you would make fun of in a normal roast. So okay. if you're if you're a Queen fan, a Freddie Mercury fan, maybe check it out. Okay. Excellent. Well, that is uh, brand new music. Time waits for no one. Jack White has banned cell phones and smart devices from his concert. So it should come as no surprise that Jack White himself has never owned a cell phone device of any kind. 
Uh, White explained, for someone like me, who is one of the few who doesn't own a cell phone, it's pretty funny to walk down the street and see everyone doing this. And he mined yeah. a person glued to their screen. Uh, he continued saying, I've never owned one, so when I'm out there, and I'm an anomaly, and I'm looking at everybody. To me, everybody looks silly. And then you're like, whatever, it's their lives. Who knows? Maybe this is the way everything is going to be from now on. I have no idea, and nobody really does. Maybe it'll turn to implants. Uh, probably it'll turn to a, into a microchip behind your eyeball or whatever. Oh, we're getting there. Uh, White compared uh, people's addiction to their phones to the addictions like alcoholism, saying if you can't choose to stop drinking for a day, it's got that much of a hold on you, and that's a sad thing. Uh, so the same thing with that. If you can't just put the phone down for an hour and experience life in a real way, that's sad, and it's uh, maybe even sadder that you had to be told to do it. Uh, as for the ban on devices at his shows, he said he expected people to ask for refunds, but was instead surprised at the response. He said, to my surprise and everyone else's surprise, everybody loved it. And we've been doing it now for over a year, so it's been shocking how much people love it. Give it a shot. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Metallica made a substantial donation to a homeless charity in Manchester, England, ahead of the band's show at the city's uh, Etihad, uh, Etihad Stadium. Uh, for the sold-out performance, the quartet gifted just over $50,000 to Coffee for Craig, an organization that works to provide shelter, food, and resources for the homeless. Wow. And, yeah, they've been uh, doing this with their own foundation all within my hands. So they continue to do charity-minded events at each one of their stops. Uh, the Edge from U2. His dreams building an ultra-luxurious $100 million family compound overlooking the Pacific in Malibu have been all but shattered. The 57-year-old Irish rocker, real name David Evans, has been trying for 14 years to construct five ultra-modern mini-mansions on, mm-hmm. an, on an idyllic plot that he bought despite the loud protests of outraged environmentalists who say his plan would destroy a pristine, untouched mountainside. And now, after a long, drawn-out, and expensive court battle that Evans lost on appeal, the California Supreme Court issued its decision denying his petition to review the case. Uh, the court's refusal even uh, to consider hearing his case effectively torpedoes his ambitious project, which he calls Leaves in the Wind. That was the name of his estate. You That's what it was going to be, Le- Leaves in the Wind? Leaves in the Wind, yes. Well, we're looking, I, is this an artist's rendering of what the estate would have looked like? It's a rendering, yes. Wow. So it's at the top of a mountain. It almost looks like a, uh, a, a Bond villain's lair. Yeah. Uh, it has very uh, modernistic design. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah... I, they, I guess they freaked out. Is I think he allowed the, to put anything there or just not that thing? It's a good question. A strip club. Uh, <laughs> Evans, if Evans, who refused to take no for an answer during all the years of roadblocks he's faced in trying to get his houses built, wants to pursue his dream, he could reapply to Los Angeles County planners for new building permits, but that would be another years-long uphill battle. He would have to start from scratch with new applications to L.A. County Department of Regional Planning and for new permits. And then he would have to get approval from the five members of the L.A. Board of Supervisors who would be tough since the member who represents Malibu is a uh, is on record opposing Evans' project. Well, that doesn't sound good. Yeah, so... Perhaps another Harper Lee's laser tag. Maybe that would fit right in. By the way, his estimated worth, just uh, him... <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Uh, $340 million. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's doing pretty good. Well, listen, look at this way. He he won't have to encounter those tense moments where he's trying to make sure flames don't decimate his house when the, uh, that area sets on fire every year. Yep. 
And then one last story. Ozzy Osbourne has joined the cast of Trolls World Tour, a sequel to the 2016 hit animated musical comedy Trolls. Ozzy will play the movie's villain, King Thrash. He's, he's the leader of a tribe of rock trolls. Uh, trolls World Tour picks up where the first film left off as Troll Town's Queen Poppy and Branch make the surprising discovery that there are other troll worlds beyond their own, each defined by a different genre of music. When a mysterious threat puts... All the trolls across the land endanger Poppy Branch and their brand of friends must embark on an epic quest to unite all the trolls against certain... You sound insane. I know. (laughs) Ozzy has lent his voice to animated films and TV shows before, such as Bubble Guppies, Bubble Guppies, Fish Hooks, and Nomeo and Juliet. (laughs) While playing himself in live-action movies like Ghostbusters, Austin Powers, and Goldmember, and others. The devil himself, the rock devil himself, has a role in Nomeo and Juliet. That is correct. That's what I got in music news for you this morning. Let's take a break. We'll come back in a second. We'll get ready to wrap this whole thing in a wonderful little bow for you. And Pierre should be in next. Stay with us. The President's Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Had to play more Freddy. After playing a little clip of that song, it is Somebody Love on 93.3 WMR from Queen. 1057 AM, my God. We got to wrap this thing up and get out of here because Mr. Entertainment is coming in next. That's it. And he's going to take you through the rest of today. But it has been very enjoyable, and I would like to thank our guests for being on the program today, Chris Catan. Yes. Saturday Night Live alum, and his book is called Baby Don't Hurt Me, Stories and Scars, Saturday Night Lies. Nice to talk to him. And John Ratzenberger, uh, Toy Story 4 comes out tomorrow, and yet again, he is in another uh, great movie. And uh, both Kathy and Nick saw it and loved it. Casey saw it, too. Did you see it, too, Casey? Loved it. Loved it as well. Excellent. Loved it. Nice to have them on. Uh, Pierre Robert is in our studio. Good morning, sir. And to you. Nice to see you. And you. All right. Did you hit any flooding areas this morning? No, I did okay. Good. I did okay. I think it was more early, like like pre-dawn. That's it. Yeah. Uh, that there yeah. were issues. Didn't we take in a picture of Casey and put it up <laughs> on yet. the magic box? No, no we're, we're going to. We're testing it. Oh, my. Yeah, Casey's uh, test marketing his different <laughs> hairstyles for his next uh, license photo, driver's license Oh, photo. my. Yeah. You, you. Well, it, it's a good one. It's something. Yeah. It is. It, it's a it's new something. style. It yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so um, it's going to be fun tomorrow before we get to today. Um, I'm going to be out at the Porsche Club because they yes. are the uh, second prize winners for President Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. First prize gets a broadcast from you guys. Second prize, poor bastards, get a broadcast from me. <laughs> no, um, that's, a, that's a wonderful way. You're going to have yeah, fun. Yeah, you're going to have a great time. But it's going to be cool because we're at the Motorsports Park, which is in Millville, New Jersey. And apparently we'll get to go riding in Porsches at um, excessive speeds. All day. Which will be really cool. They're going to have tons of them, probably hundreds of have Porsches you been out, there? out there. I have not. I've, well, I've been by the the park, but not when they do this event. So it should be really, really cool. So one of the camp out for hunger is when Jackson's Jeep Club uh, was making its huge delivery. I mentioned to Jackson. Um, well, you know, Brent um, 
who drives a Jeep, Brent Porsche, of our staff. I mm-hmm. said, you know, he's riding uh, with the Porsche people. And Jackson looks at me and goes, he's dead to me. <laughs> people get passionate. No, you know? he, he was yeah. kidding, though. But, uh, that place in Millville is massive. Have you really? been there before? Never, ever. It's really cool. And there are just there are racetracks everywhere. And they have all sorts of different tracks for different types of vehicles. But you, I think you're going to have a great time tomorrow. Cool. It'll be fun. So um, we will be there tomorrow. I wanted to mention that. Cool. Excellent. And tonight on the Moshaloo. Yes. That's um, right. I, I'm going to join Steve and several others from our staff, and we're going to have some fun six to nine. One of the the great sacrifices I think a human has ever made is that you're forgoing uh, the dead. I am not going to dead and company so I can accompany Steve and the cats. <laughs> It will be fun, though. And again, uh, there is cover on the uh, the weather's not a concern. It you know what? You an might enclosed be, deal. You might be able to hear you, some of the music exactly on right. the Mishulu, you know, because it's at it's the, right across. It's right. across the river. That's right. So it could twirl from the deck. <laughs> yeah. You we have twirling on the on the uh, on the Lido deck, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's so many other things happening on the Moshaloo tonight with all these sideshows, if you will. Um, it's it's going to be fun. Is there still time to sign up? Uh, you, the tickets are available online till I think one o'clock, and then you if you show up, uh, you know, there's a set number. I think we max out at around 300. Okay. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, you, you know, uh, you can purchase online up till 1 o'clock. Cool. And it's covered, so even if we get some weather, it's going to be fine. Yes. Yep. Thank All you. All right. Ready for the letter? Yeah. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. N as in nonsense. N as in nonsense. We got one more to go, which we'll get tomorrow, and we're going to give away Casey's favorite things from Metro by T-Mobile. A $100 Fandango card, a $100 gift card to one of Casey's favorite restaurants, a $100 Hand and Stone gift card, and a family four-pack to Maury's Piers. Hurry in now to your nearest Metro store and take advantage of the best deal in wireless only at Metro by T-Mobile. You can see the store full details and terms and conditions. Uh, what's in store for today's show, sir? We'll have more tickets for Rancid to give away. They go on sale uh, Friday at 10 a.m. We'll have uh, Dead & Company because they are across uh, the river tonight uh, playing in Camden. We will have a block of the Kinks for Ray Davies' birthday, which is tomorrow, and a block of the Struts. Awesome. Nice. I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Let me thank our sponsors, uh, the Preston and Steve Show today. Has been brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. And the Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also, Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. And by West Virginia Tourism. It draws you in. It pulls you back. It's pure and unspoiled. West Virginia, almost heaven. Uh, tomorrow's program, we will have comedian Corey Halcom in our studio. Mm. And comedian Becky Robinson in our studio. So a couple funny people will be joining us. Always nice. That is it. We are done. Rage on and have a great day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. I was at my child's eighth grade graduation last night. Shout out to Harrington Middle School. And as they were reading the students' names aloud, all I kept thinking was, Julie, jerk off. Next message. It's Thursday, Thursday. You don't drink with me, I'm going to crush your head like a cracker over soup. Mm, thank you. That's delicious. Next message. Seriously? F- rain, f- flooding everywhere, f- holes floating along the road. I can't f- take this. Sh- All I got to do is get the f- 295. Damn it. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR. Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack 
sell them for less. Hey, my name is Nate Bender from Checkpoint XP, and if you like video games, you should subscribe to the Checkpoint XP Daily Podcast from B-Pod Studios. On Checkpoint XP, we talk about the biggest stories in gaming, like the loot box controversy and the U.S. government getting involved with regulating video games. We also cover the latest news in the growing world of esports, like Nate Nanzer leaving the Overwatch League and joining Epic to jumpstart the Fortnite esports scene, or Tifu suing the esports organization that represents him phase clan and checkpoint xp gets access to some of the biggest names in video gaming and geek culture like sam regal from critical role and one of the best smash players in the world hungry box of team liquid so if you want to keep up on the latest in the world of video games make sure you're subscribed to the checkpoint xp daily podcast for new episodes monday through friday Find us at bpodstudios.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.